Hey, what's up, ecosystem? Welcome back to ATI Auto Business. My name is Jay. You know, my goal every Tuesday night is to bring you another trade show level business presentation to you wherever you are because your automotive business deserves the latest in logistics news. And if you're busy, and I know you are, in a minute, I'm going to give the welcome show lineup. If you're watching on demand, you're going to know what to expect. You can click ahead using the clickable video time codes in the video description below. Please do feel free to use those. Like, share, tell your friends, comment. Thanks for watching ATI. Dealers, brokers, carriers, dispatchers, consigners, shippers, owners, drivers, who can guess what will happen next if car shipping rates don't go up? But if less cars are being shipped, Jay, why would anybody want to pay more? Well, since expenses aren't going down, anybody want to guess how this all plays out? Will carrier pay from car shipper expectations ever meet the rate of inflation? Ty Thompson is in the building. Plus, we have uh, carriers calling in live. This is an interesting show. It's a unique opportunity to participate. Please do feel free. We'll give the invite link here in a minute, but stick around. So please join the live chat. Ask your questions. Share your thoughts. Grow your business. Break out of your vertical. It's 2023. Because it's Tuesday Night's Live on ATI Auto Business. I'm Jay, your host. Welcome back. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in again on a Tuesday night. First Tuesday night of the year. Um, thank you so much. I know that there's already plenty going on in the media. Uh, off to the races we are with um, what a bizarre, what a bizarre thing to experience last night. If you're watching football, it's all over the headlines, and so um, you know, real life is it's it's right around the corner all the time. Uh, and so that's where we're going to kick off this year we're on our show with real life stuff. So do me a favor. Please do feel welcome. Jump in. Say hello. Please do say, you know, whatever is on your mind. If you're looking for something, if you want to share something, if you just want to say Happy New Year because we, you know, we weren't there together when your New Year happened. So please do feel free. Say hello in the live chat. We're going to go into the live chat here in a few minutes and say hello. We've got industry news, got uh, lots of uh, logistics news. Actually, I think I think I found the mother load of like relevant logistics news relating to, you know, the carrier base. So that's going to be happening in industry news. We're going to bring in Ty at the 50 minute mark as we always do, and he's going to help me kick off our live call-in show. You know, we did we did carriers unfiltered uh what Three months ago, something like that. And then this guy, Dowlett. Dowlett said in the Instagram after last week's show, hey, wanna, you know, I want to talk. I want to talk to you. I was like, okay, great. Let's do it. Let's bring Dowlett. Dowlett's our feature tonight. He's a dispatcher. He's a broker. He is in that special niche category. We'll be talking more about that. Lloyd Vanover, uh, owner-operator, River City Services. He was on Friday Cars on the Move. He's back on tonight. 
We've also got Carlos Braxton in the house. Going to be joining us up on center stage. Checking with Carlos. What's going on, Carlos? What it is. Um, and then we've got Joe Bercari. Joe Bercari, friend of the show. Always uh, here to help. We've got an excellent round of folks. Plus, we're going to take live calls. We want you to feel like you can participate. Um, it gets said, you know, we, we go around the verticals. Check, check, Mike, check. We go around the verticals throughout the year. And we're on our core base carrier vertical again tonight. So feel like you can chime in, say hello, say whatever you want. Say something relevant. Uh, you can click share, click copy, grab that YouTube link. Please do leave a like. Yeah, I, I know there's one laying around here somewhere. And you can you can just slap it right up on the screen for me. That would be great. Also, if you if it's you or somebody else that is just if you're lost in car shipping, 417-483-2764. That again goes for dealers, carriers, brokers, dispatchers, shippers, consigners, owners, and drivers. Uh, everybody is welcome. Say hello to Ty. He's in the live chat. He will take your call. He loves to get a text now and then, maybe even an email and sometimes a fax. So I'll tell you what, let's do this because right after this, we're into the live chat. Stick around. We'll be right back. Everybody wants to be part of a bigger story. Auto transport is a vital part of that story. Vehicle reconditioning starts when your transport arrives at the dealership. The story starts with you. For our auto retail customers, as yours, full satisfaction. Car dealers can see the rapid recon difference with transparent communication through the vehicle reconditioning process, auto remarketing, and dealer inventory management software. Visit rapidrecon.com. Links in the live chat. Thank you so much. Let's go into that live chat. Say hello. Drum roll, please. Hey, man, it's 2023. We made it. Oh, whoops. Wrong button. Uh, despite Nostradamus and a uh, and an incorrectly timely placed splash. Okay, let's go back up to the top. Uh, John Cochran is here. Hey, everyone. John says he's heading from Tennessee. Oh, heading to Tennessee and Texas tomorrow. Yeah, keep us posted. Let us know, you know, what are you loaded with? What kind of pickup and delivery locations? How do you feel about it? How's your backhaul? I think the weather's okay, just cold. Um, how's the rig running? You know, how are you? Have you settled? Have you found some favorite brokers, favorite customers, favorite truck stops? Have you, can you find parking? What, what, what irritates you? What do you like? I want to know. I want to know all those things. Justin, national car shipping. Now, Justin, Justin, did I see a video, uh, on YouTube about, uh, with a few days ago about priority shipping? Good job, Justin. Awesome, man. Ty is in here. Dang, how'd you guys get in here so fast? Saying hello, running up and down the aisles, giving high fives. Lloyd Vanover is here. Good evening to all here and all of you joining tonight. Lloyd is on the show tonight. And that's the thing, man. See, now I know, I know that we're busy coordinating our pheasant hunting, but there's a lot to talk about in between you know, two events a year. And that's what we're here for. That's what we're trying to do. Um, there's a lot to be said. I was scouring Facebook again, as I do, and I didn't find a lot of, I didn't find a lot of posts to share as much as, 
I do see, it's interesting, I do see a, a certain amount of camaraderie um, versus, you know, hey man, what are you thinking? But I also still, I saw another one today. Hey, I'm new here. Anybody want to help? It's interesting. It's fascinating to me. Fascinating, I say. Oh, Kimberly's here. Kimberly's in the live chat, chatting it up. Thank you, Kimberly. Appreciate that. Happy New Year, and welcome to Tuesday Night's Live. We're glad you are here. Um, Carlos Braxton is in the live chat. We're going to check in with Carlos. Get those bullet points going. I want to I want to hear bullets. I want I want to I want to know what are you loading in that gun of complaints? That's what I want to know. Or positivity. Hey man, it's happy new year. Let's see. Oh, Mark Grodicky is in the live chat. Mark Superflow Systems, what's going on, Mark? Um, yeah, Mark, see see you know what Mark did? See, Mark is he was paying attention. He was in the he was in the live chat Friday when we had Orby, and um, already putting the introduction together. You, did you see somebody on the show you want to talk to? Let us know. Send me an email: autotransportintel at gmail .com. Now, uh, you know, let it be let it be known that you know we're gonna we're gonna make sure before we invite you to our closest friends, we're gonna make sure we know. You know, what what do you? You know what? What do you want? What do you need? What do you have? But uh, you know, yeah, it's a it's a minimal firewall. Sure, it's it's a little more hefty than. Hey, I'm new here. <laughs> Sky Hallman made it in. What's up, Sky Hallman? That's cool. Thanks for saying hello. Happy New Year to you, Sky. Mic check one two three. The audio's okay. All right. Oh, Kelly Love is in the. Uh, live chat. Happy New Year's, everyone. Thanks, Kelly, for saying hello. Artie, Ants, Artie is here. What's up? Happy New Year, Artie. Yeah. Yep, he's got, he found, how'd you find an Ants icon? Do they have those? Sounds like a real search. Search of Palooza. Okay, I'll tell you what, let's do this. We got lots of news, so let's get right to it. We'll be back in a minute. Stick around. Transport AutoQuoter is by far the leading auto-quoting software on the market and the only auto-quoter with a pro version that comes preset with accurate pricing for anywhere in the U.S. So you don't have to worry about it. The best part is that no change with your current software is needed. Just plug TAQ in and start booking jobs. Carriers can easily plug TAQ into their current websites and start making money right away. I bet you're wondering how we do this instantly and accurately 24-7. Well, constant analytics is the key. Our price watch team is constantly monitoring current market conditions, paying close attention to seasonal and quick-moving industry changes. At the end of the day, it takes a lot of time and data to maintain good pricing, time that most of us just don't have on a daily basis. So free yourself up. Using TAQ Pro is really a no-brainer. Save time and money, maximizing your leads and optimizing your online investments. You'll finally be able to sleep well at night knowing that TAQ is on the job selling for you 24-7. Never missing a potential job. Searching for that midnight auto shipping quote and new lead software you can trust. Provide instant, accurate quotes online with Transport Auto Quoter and move cars fast 
with Pro ABD CRM. Visit superflowsystems.com. Oh, thank you so much, Marks. We sure do appreciate it. Making martinis in the super chat. Where were you New Year's Eve? Oh, New Year's Eve, ATI family. Well, you know, I didn't, I didn't have any martinis on uh, New Year's Eve. I was drinking Amaretto and Cranberry Sprite. Ask Kimberly. <laughs> and we were play, playing poker. It was all adults. Okay. Um, so, thank you so much. Really do appreciate that again. Uh, thank you for making martinis in the Super Chat. You know, it is a Happy New Year. Let's just talk about the... It is a happy new year, right? It's, 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 <laughs> there's Kimberly. It is a happy new year. It's great to be in 2023, you know, shaking off the dust of that 2022. I read something like only one in three adults, uh, had a prosperous 2022. I don't know. Something. Which is funny because I don't know. Is 2023 looking that much better? Have you, have you bought bacon lately? All right, let's go into the, come on now, Jay. Uh, here we go. Let's cue it up. This is... What show is this, Mark? It's 275 in a row on a Tuesday night. Auto Logistics Unfiltered Q1 2023. They said it couldn't be done. And they were wrong. Because we're here. Now, see cheap car shipping? No. See? No. You don't want to do that. You do not Google cheap car shipping. It's not. And by the way, this is how stupid this post is. Are you going to ship that cheapest car shipping open transport with some. Oh my God. This is just ridiculous. This is why we're talking about it. easy peasy lemon squeezy. No. See? No. No. Skip that. The, the customer is always right. No. See? No. Now, this is auto transport, folks. And so we are on ATI Auto Business. We are following the disconnect between sales and operations. See, sales said all that dumb stuff, right? Actually, somebody in marketing. Jeez. Somebody in marketing said dumber stuff than somebody in sales. And now somebody in operations has to clean it up. We need a slide of a mop. Well, here's the thing is that so America's Savage. He replied, make some podcasts with carers brokers like us after my Instagram. And so there it is. So Dowlett, you're on the show tonight. Now, the really here's the really funny part is that dispatchers and brokers are what? Fill in the blank. Did they change the sounded different? Okay, let's try that. Oh, here we go. <laughs> okay, hold on. Hold on. Cut, 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 cut. Okay. ATI, auto business. Take two. All right, here we go. Let's try that again. So, dispatchers and brokers are what? What are they? What are dispatchers and brokers? What is the role of dispatchers and brokers in auto transport business? I say it that way because, right, here's your resolution. Is that, do we understand? It's 2023. Does anybody understand the role of dispatchers and brokers in auto transport? There seems to be no consensus on this. 
Depending on who you ask, you will get a different answer pretty much every time. Why is that? That's weird. Uh-uh. All right, let's keep going. Which button am I hitting? Oh, that one? Front of the store, back of the store. You know, on ATI, we talk about, you know, if you're in the back, in the transport parking lot, go ahead and try walking around the front of the store, of the auction. Well, that might take eight hours instead of four, but do try it. And vice versa. Hey, if you're in the front of the auction, take the three hours to walk where the carriers are. Give that a shot. You want, I guarantee you're going to learn something. Um, we look at the entire ecosystem here on ATI, and tonight is no exception. What we're going to do is carriers, brokers, services, dispatchers are in there somewhere. On behalf of the rest of the industry, everything, this is no holds barred. You Believe me, watch the rest of industry news. Um, and so to prove it, you know, uh, here's a meme. I have slept with two former presidents. I speak four languages and I own two Monets. Do you have any dry vans ready now in Chicago? <laughs> okay, I shared that last week and it never gets old. That is a great meme. It shows the disparity between sales and operations. I, I went ahead and brought, I dragged out again, Transportation Dumpster Fire, which we're going to be featuring again tonight. Um, it is what it is, as we like to say. And we always, on Thursdays, you're going to see a little bit of dispatching live here for a moment. On Thursdays, we ask if you got the memo. I don't know if you got the memo, but here's the deal. It was the dispatcher. See, the dispatcher gets blamed for everything. If there's something you don't like and there's no broker to blame, it was the dispatcher. Boy, do I have his voice partially. Uh... Every Thursday, Bachelor at Truck Stop on Dispatching Live. Again, if you're not too busy uh, on Facebook, you might tune in for Bachelor at Truck Stop on Dispatching Live and you can really get out the Because we say, this is auto transport. You can do whatever you want. You can grab a mask and jump right in. People do. You'll see it on the number one load board. People do whatever they want. They will continue to do whatever they want. It's 2023, and you can just jump right in like it's the 80s. And there's the thing. <laughs> so this is, I can't, I, I'm naming this the Darth Vader Brokers Association because I don't know how, I don't know how the carriers and the brokers decided to gang up together to crush the dispatchers. We are in the craziest industry. It would be like if the CEOs got together with custodians to crush the secretaries. I don't know how they pulled it off, but they did. Ah, ah, but did they? See, see, they tried. But the FMCSA said, now wait a second. I don't know if you know this, but they issued guidelines on the definition of a broker and a bona fide agent asking ye shall receive. Oh, you want more government intervention? Well, here you go. The agency clarified the handling of money exchange between shippers and motor carriers really is where you'll find the proof in the pudding. And because that is the proof of the pudding, the FMCSA clarified on what constitutes a dispatch service. First, they work exclusively for motor carriers, not for shippers. They source loads for carriers. They perform additional service for carriers. They work for carriers. And there you go. 
And that's the long and the short of it. You don't have to like it. You're welcome to go ahead and, and go back to the source and, 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 you know, raise the gauntlet and, and, and throw a tantrum and go back to the FMCSA. Sure. Why not? This is auto transport. As we pointed out a week ago, we went in 2022, we went from home delivery to any delivery. We'll take any, you can have a, you can, I don't care if you're coughing and sweating, just bring me my car. Okay. Now, as I point that out, NADA show is three, three and a half weeks from now. And I really, oh, who cares, right? I get it. Nobody cares about NADA show. That's not true at all. See, here's the thing. The dealers, it's dealer, 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 dealer city. Okay? And then some. And guess what they all need? They need cars. They need cars being transported and delivered. That's right. And what are they? So what? What are they? What's going to happen? What's going to happen when somebody at NADA says, "Hey, who do you use for transportation?" Uh, I don't know. Okay. All right. <laughs> I didn't. I forgot to watch ATI. I didn't get anybody. Hey, did you hear this prediction? Has anybody else seen this? Okay, prediction. Carvana gets acquired by Amazon. Somebody call Nostradamus. Where did you? Does anybody know where I saw this? Put it in the live chat. It'll be. Uh, maybe we'll put it in the trivia questions. Um, Cable Dahmer Connect. Ty, I I saw this too. Vehicle concierge, do you see this? Vehicle concierge services. I want to learn more about this. I'm going to keep an eye out. Let me know. Yeah, see, Sky's got it. It's Right? It's Amazon or Walmart. And how good is that going to be? Who wants... Who wants to see Amazon or Walmart get acquire Amazon and then get into car hauling? You thought you lived in a tent now. Oh, yeah, it was Steve Greenfield. Nice job. Steve Greenfield uh, put it in Automotive Ventures that this is his... And I I, I want to say I already said this to somebody, but I, I, can't, I guess I can't be sure. I don't know. But it sure is interesting. Uh, all right, let's talk about RPM's blog on driver shortage and what's causing it and how to fix it. Now, take notes. Take notes. And add your own notes. Let's talk about this. They will crush They will crush car dealers once and for all? Nah. We'll see. I mean, it's interesting. But actually, I'm going to say this. They will crush car haulers. See, there, there you go. See, that's, that's the problem. That's the problem. You thought the Darth Vader FMCSA against dispatchers was tough. Again, I'm speculating wildly here, by the way. Let's read the blog. Let's get to the blog, Jay. What's causing the truck driver shortage? Hi, now, about, I mentioned, I just, they are talking about freight and car hauling, so I'm going to focus on car hauling. Driver turnover, low wages, unpaid labor, restricting driver hours, high risk, unfair fines, demands of the job. It's, it's pretty close. Pretty close. High driver turnover is terrible for several reasons. Uh, it causes carriers 
and freight companies to spend valuable time and money training new drivers. That is a major problem. Um, they must immediately replace those drivers with fresh candidates who require additional time and train. Is time down the drain? High driver turnover leads to under unpredictable schedules, unhappy clients, and a generally slower freight system overall. True, all true. High driver turnover is driven in part by, okay, perceived obsolescence, which is interesting, lifestyle aspects, opportunities for better wages and better working conditions in other professions. See, I'm going to go with number three as the big one, but I'll tell you, there is no shortage of Facebook. Hey, I'm new here. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, the average truck driver. Okay, this again, that's kind of freightish, but makes over 70 grand a year, which at first, I mean, that sounds all right. You know, that's the thing is, there's definitely a YouTube get rich quick draw to how much money you're going to make working in trucking. Let's get to that. Uh, see, the, you got to work long hours to get to that. And it's a harsh industry. Many drivers want to make more money. For working uh, what would otherwise be unreasonable schedules. Truck drivers frequently have to participate in unpaid labor. All right. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, that's true. It, it, you know, there's a lot. Ch chime in. You know, what? We got John and Lloyd and Artie. I mean, how much stuff do you have to do? You really don't, you know, you don't really get paid to do all those things. Right? Wrong button. Um, time unloading and loading and then f chasing down clients for money, right? Oh, geez. Uh, many truck drivers would be on the road more often, um, if they could, well, cause they need to be on the road more often to make more money, but you got all these crazy driving regulations, which I, I get it. I mean, we want people to sleep, but I don't, I don't, I, I don't think I can sleep when my computer tells me to sleep. I don't think so. I don't think it works that way, but you know. Jay, uh, many truck drivers face high risk depending on the freight they carry, the routes they take, the hours they're required to drive. Trucks carry massive loads, and accidents involving these vehicles can be dangerous for drivers and anyone involved. All trucks must stop at te uh, load testing stations. Man, the amount of DOT. Oh, we have all show because it's a headache. Bottom line, many truck drivers are caught between a rock and a hard place when following regulations and fines. And many drivers are only home a few times in a given month, right? How often are you home? Tell me. We should that now. There's a Facebook show. This my wife and I talk about my schedule. So I use a talk. We talked about the schedule. Um, truck drivers frequently have to live in their trucks, shower, rest areas, meaning opportunities for privacy, right? What kind of privacy do you even have? Yeah, t tell tell me it's your privacy. This impacts each driver's mental health. Now we're talking mental health. Oh, man. Enjoyment of life. Ugh. Taco Bell manager's looking pretty good right now. Uh, how do we fix this? Okay, I like this. Here's the solutions. More pay, less time on the road. Okay. That, that would make sense. Oh, lower the age requirement. I don't remember, I don't remember age being a problem, but uh, appeal to minority groups, less than truckload shipping and autonomous trucking. So... Wait a minute, what? <laughs> Anyways, this is why blogs are fun. You know, blogs are fun. Uh, what else? If you send in your comments to ATI, Auto Transport Intel. Now, I realize they didn't publish that blog because it was fun. I just, I tried, to, I got to have a little fun. You know, when I read a blog, I, 
Boy, do I love blogs. Don't get me started. Uh, this is how you get your car shipping news. It's on ATI Auto Business. You go what you want to do. Go ahead and put up on the big screen. Maybe you got a bigger screen. Um, put it up on the really giant screen. Here we go. This is, it's time. Step right up. Every Tuesday night, we got five new questions. That's right, five new questions on Are You a Car Shipping Guru? I want you to play at home. Get your fingers on the buzzers. Yeah, see, Scott, it's bad for all. It is. This is why, in my opinion, we needed Carvana to work out. Oh. Dun, 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 dun. Sing it with me. Dun, 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 dun. Go, dun. Okay. Here we go. Question one. That's the wrong... They, did they move my button? Who moved my button? Oh, I see. Oh, I gotcha. Alright, here we go. Oh, that's not what it... Here we go. How many auctions did Carvana purchase in the Car Odessa deal? Is it 26, 36, 46, or 56? How many auctions did Carvana purchase in the Car Odessa deal? 26, 36, 46, or 56. Anybody know this one? This is interesting stuff. Why are we talking about this? Why? Well, shoot, man. <laughs> I just did the... Uh, I, I didn't even realize this question was coming up, and I just did the uh, Evil Empire bit. Ah. How embarrassing, Jay. Right on your own show live. Jeez. Okay, we got we got 36. Oh, we got two for 36. We got one for 26. How many auctions did Carvana purchase in the Car Odessa deal? Assuming it goes through. Uh, how many? Oh, we have three for 36. You are not going to believe the answer. Are you ready? not going to believe this one. It is 56 auctions. 56. Uh, Odessa was the second largest auto auction uh, group nationwide, second to Mannheim. I don't have the Mannheim number. Can anybody Google that? Put it in the live chat. If, you, if you're able to Google, I know, can you, that is crazy. I, and I, ch I double-checked it. 56 auctions. I know, it's hard to believe. I mean, come on, Carvana. Everybody can pick. Can we pass a hat? Who, do, you, do you really want Darth Vader to take over? Okay. All right, that's enough, Jay. That was really a lot. Question two. What is the appropriate carrier pay to ship a 2020 Jeep Wrangler on an open carrier from Tiffin, Ohio to Snohomish, Washington. Ooh, I like it. Open carrier. Uh, meaning, I like the specificity. Uh, 2020 Jeep Wrangler, short and stubby. <laughs> from open that's what it that's a, that's dispatcher talk. Open carrier, Tiffin, Ohio to Snohomish, Washington. And these are current rates. 
Not last week's, right? Last week it would have been 2170. Am I right, Justin? Ah, uh, it's interesting because the oh Vincent Delgado's got 1890. Carlos has 2170. Oh, we got two at 20. We have three at 1890. Two at 2170. Uh I'm gonna go with. Man, I'm a pessimist. Oh, I'm awful at this. Although pessimism works well when you're dispatching. You just assume the worst. And when they call and tell you they just flipped over and crashed into a building, you're like, yeah, I knew it. 2170. Um. Yeah, I'm going to go with 2170. Sure. 2170 is blowing up the chat. It better be 2170. Show me 2170. Oh, man. See what I'm saying? I should have gone pessimistic. Curses. I should have I should have been like uh, one of them uh, evil voiceovers on Hanna-Barbera cartoons on Saturday mornings. Dirty kids. All right, here we go. Question three. Richie Brothers is set to acquire which company? Is it Copart, IAA, Mannheim, or Central Dispatch? Have you read this? Richie Brothers. Now, it's like Richie Brothers Auctioneer Company, but think heavy equipment auction, right? They auction out heavy equipment. I don't know how, I don't know how often you pick up at a Richie Brothers. It probably isn't very often. But this is a bit, right? Boo, look at that. Two boos. It was. Now, see, Justin was, well... Justin? <laughs> Woohoo, if it was cross country, yes. 2170, yeah. I know, I know, I know. It's fascinating. Oh, wow. The live chat is blowing up with IAA. Look at this. So, you guys already heard. That's good. I was going to do. I was going to do. Uh, which global logistics company purchased their first. U.S. domestic auto auction in Ohio. Bonus question. Go ahead and put it in the live chat. Please. I mean, you know, if you want. I mean, you know, you can. You don't have to. Uh, but this gives me an opportunity while I while I word salad. It gives me an opportunity to post that. Hey, you got an extra like? You know, thanks. Thank you. Appreciate it. Here we go. Question four. <coughs> What is the appropriate carrier pay to ship a 2019 Toyota Corolla on an open carrier from Orangeville, California to St. Paul, Minnesota? Oh my God, Artie's got it. Look at that. Artie got Globus. Ty got Globus. Who's Globus? William's got Bobby Adcock. Okay. Thanks, William. Thank you, William. All right. Corolla, open, California, Minnesota. I mean, you, you'd think it better better darn be fifteen fifty. But here's the thing: they're gonna say they're on the phone right now. Well, they we got it. We got a nine car down the street. Swing on by and pick it up. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. <laughs> you know it ain't fifteen fifty. Come on, is it? Oh, I'm telling you. I'm 
Oh, man, don't you hate me? Oh, God. Man, there's there's going to be nobody left in business. If these really, I mean, listen, I'm not mad at you, Larry. I'm just saying, like, no, I mean, <laughs> oh, man. I hope you don't like bacon. Here we go, question five. What is Cottrell's final mile solution? Is it a dedicated dealership dispatcher, a dedicated auto auction sales rep, a one-car, two-car enclosed trailer, or the new OEM nine-car stinger? IAA was to buy Atco Raceway in New Jersey, but the residents voted down. Would have been great 10 minutes from me. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Cottrell's final mile solution. Is it a dispatcher? Is it a sales rep? Is it a small trailer? Or is it a new nine-car stinger? Cottrell's final mile solution. This is a tricky one. I put the tricky one last. I really, Although I, I can't believe the... <laughs> The two and four, man, those rate questions blew me out of the water. Uh, all right, so we've got we've got two for small trailer, and we got two for the new OEM Stinger. This is real. This is Cottrell's final mile solution. This is a real thing, um, and and it is actually one of these four. I can't believe no one's saying dealership dispatcher. Okay. Well, I gave it away. All right. It's three or four. It is? Yeah, it is? All right. Here we go. Let's see what it is. It is the new one-car, two-car, or enclosed trailer. Cottrell has moved into the smaller trailer. Now, here's the really bad news. If you're a super trucker and you've been yelling on Facebook about how only real men drive high rails and stingers, well... I guess, I don't know. I don't know. Sorry, man. Sorry, dude. Okay, well, that was fun. That was a great time. And I only alienated another half of the industry. So listen, here we go. Let's do, do this. Take a quick break. Get your ELD punch. Don't you love that ELD? We got in, in some more. We got some great stuff coming up next. Here in Industry News Part 2, so stick around because we'll be right back. McAllister's has been around for over 76 years, and we're known as providing our customers with high-level, white-glove, concierge-style services. We provide our customers solutions in both transportation, logistics, and warehousing. We take a very different approach than most auto logistics companies. Our approach is one of being consultative and adaptive to the auto industry. Our approach saves time and money while providing tangible data, which helps improve processes. McAllister's offers a unique tech solution, which we call our Auto Vista Portal. It's a cloud-based solution. It provides the ability for our dealership partners to access it using any device they want whenever they need. Most auto logistics company just want to deliver your car. We want to do more than that. All of those measurements that are important to you to run your business and understand where your costs are, McAllister's Auto Vista technology supports that. It's a car shipping performance, performance data management tool. That's why car dealers love the Auto Vista portal by McAllister's Transportation Group. Find out what you're missing. Visit 
McCollisters.com. Links in the live chat, email, website, phone number. All right, so here's what we're going to do. Oh, it's time. It's time for Industry News Part 2. All right. So, gearing up for 2023, OIDA prioritizes... Uh, well, their priorities include securing more truck parking and fighting speed limiters. We have several things on the docket at OIDA as the Owner-Operator Independent Drivers Association enters its 50th anniversary. There's no time for the there's there's no time for the longtime trucking group to rest on its laurels. Oh, okay, here we go. All right, so 50 years. Think about that. The Owner-Operator Independent Drivers Association, 50 years in the making. That's how long they've been fighting for owner-operators. This is a very interesting association to know about, think about, and maybe even feel like contacting. Now, OIDA hasn't thrown me any money or anything to do this. I just think that of all the associations that I've run across, I know I'm taking a couple jabs here, but come on. I mean, are we doing stuff or aren't we? OIDA will continue advocating for truck drivers' rights by working to secure more truck parking, increase broker transparency, improve driver pay, and ensure that truckers have access to a restroom. You'd think you wouldn't have to spell out the restroom bit, but it looks like you do. Let's start with truck parking. With the assistance of OIDA, a representative first introduced the Truck Parking Safety Improvement Act in 2020 and reintroduced it in 2021. We're talking about truck parking, and it's still being reintroduced. Uh, this past July, the par- bipartisan bill, which would allocate over $750 million over four years to truck parking, cleared a major hurdle in Congress. The next step is for the bill to go to the House floor. Well, let's hope so. Gosh, you'd think truck parking would have been figured out before 2023. Just, okay. This is going to get awkward. Broker transparency. In 2020, OIDA petitioned FMCSA to begin the rulemaking process for more transparency in transactions with brokers. Uh, the petition asked the agency to require brokers to automatically provide an electronic copy of each transaction within 48 hours and to explicitly provide brokers from including any provision that requires a carrier to waive their rights to access the transaction. You really, you, 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 do you know about that? Oh. Okay. Man, that's craziness. Driver compensation through the Guaranteeing Overtime for Truckers Act. OIDA hopes to force the industry to value a truck driver's time. What is is this the 50s or the 30s or the late 1800s? We have to still do this? It's still going. We're going to keep going. This is crazy. Restroom access? OIDA supported a Washington state bill that requires shippers and receivers to provide restroom access. Do dealers and auction reps know about this? My goodness. What are they, children? Uh, Speed limiters. Oh, there's another dumb one. Okay. The fight with speed limiters is still in its early stages. In May, FMCSA issued a a supplemental advance notice of proposed rulemaking to get... I love that language. To get feedback on a potential mandate under the initial proposal, CMVs with a gross vehicle weight of 26,000 more pounds are equipped with an electronic engine control unit. ELD wasn't enough. 
We need robots like inside the hood. Uh, capable of being governed would be subject to the mandate. And over 15,000 truckers said no. You think? Electronic IDs. Saying the proposal sent up red flags uh, is a... Uh, what do they say? I don't know. FMCSA published an advance notice of proposed rulemaking regarding the possibility of requiring interstate com commercial motor vehicles to have electronic IDs. They, wait, isn't that the same thing as the... Or did I read it twice? Am I losing my mind? ELDs. Another advance notice of proposed... <laughs> advance notice of proposed rulemaking. We got to... An advance notice of proposed rulemaking. Wow. I guess maybe we need it. I don't know. The notice involves several aspects of the regulation. However, the part of the notice that caught the attention of many truck drivers was about the mandate's applicability to pre-2000 engines. I, this is coming up later. Okay, so they don't... you Pre-2000 engines? Yeah, we don't like your engine. And we're going to get rid of that, too. So, more IDs, more ELDs, less engines... FMCSA OI to propose the original ELD mandate and will fight against... Yeah, I I don't... Wow. Why does anybody want to get in? Hey, Facebook! I'm new here! <laughs> I've never heard of any of this stuff! <laughs> AB5, while most of OIDA's fights are in the congressional or regulatory arenas, the association will be fighting against California's one-size-fits-all worker classification law in the courts. AB5, oh my gosh. Undue burden is just the half of it. But do this. Here You can go here. Uh, you can, if you want, you can go to oida.com, O-O-I-D-A.com. And again, I just, I'm just saying, I mean, that's two-year membership for 50 bucks. That's not bad at all. So it's the association I see the most coming out of on a regular basis having to deal with all the issues that affect you, my friends. It affects you. Don't tell me it doesn't. Name, name at least five of these issues you had to deal with today. Which, which are your top five? Um, here we go. Here's a tweet. Starting on Monday in California, which was, oh, yesterday. Trucks and buses with engines made before 2010 are banned. This is over 70,000 vehicles. Also applies to trucks. There we go. Great. Pre-2000. Shoot. Now, I don't know if that's real or not. It's on Twitter. It's more real than it used to be. Am I right? Um, and here's another. This is really fascinating. Uh, Auto Hauler United Road. This was in Freight Waves. Auto Hauler United Road faces challenge dealing with its debt. Did you read this? An agency... Okay, agency holds parent company's non-investment grade debt rating steady, but reduces its outlook to negative. Now, let's talk about this again for a second. I'm not a finance guy. Really? Agency holds parent company's non-investment grade debt rating steady, but reduces its outlook to negative. I'm just reading it. I'm not going to interpret 
United Road, a major hauler of automobiles, is looking at a weak market for new vehicle production as well as used car sales, prompting a ratings agency to change its outlooks for the company's parent. We expect to hear this is this is right from uh, I mean this is right in line with what I think what I'm saying. We expect further delays in the U.S. domestic light vehicle production recovery to contribute to ongoing weak performance for United Road. The S&P Global report said United Road Services financial performance is likely to remain weak over the next 12 months amid subdued new vehicle sales in the U.S. So here, here's the here's your shell game. If there are less new vehicles, and you know the the best jobs are the nine cars that move new cars. Tell me more about the musical chairs going on out there. Somebody's not moving a chair, or nine, or a hundred, right? Somebody's somebody's going to have to get into used vehicles. And then somebody is maybe going to start looking at the final mile solution and moving one or two cars at a time. I'm just saying, man. I'm speculating live. It's for all the reasons everyone expects, United Road President and CEO Mark Anderson said of the S&P move to a negative outlook. By the way, this article, I know this is less than a month old. Yeah, this is December 15th. Don't be saying I dug it out of the 80s. Mark Anderson, he said it's for all the reasons everyone expects. The reasons he cited include the auto industry shutdowns that began with COVID and continued into a lowered delivery rate in the past year due to the tight supplies of new vehicles. Our revenue went down, our earnings went down, and when you have those things go down and your debt stays consistent, you're going to get a downgrade. The ratings group at S&P earlier in the year forecast that light vehicle sales would increase 2% in the U.S. in 2022, but it now expects a 4 to 6% contraction before improving in 2023 as automakers' supply improves. Its forecast for 2023 is a 5 to 7% improvement, though as the report notes, that is off a base that will show a decline this year. Essentially, not much change. Don't get excited. Initial forecast called deliveries called for deliveries of nearly 16 million new vehicles this year, but that number is likely to be closer to 14. There's your number. How many new tie? How many new vehicles are expected to move this year? 14 million, which is lower than in the past. Shoot. United Road says it hauls more than four million vehicles annually. Believes it is the industry leader. United Road Services posted free operating cash flow deficits of $2 million in 2020 and $16 million in 2021. Check this out. This you're not going to believe, Ty. I did not know this. Look at this. I know this article is kind of fascinating. United Road does not publicly release figures. Okay. The S&P report says the cash flow position at United Road benefit from its divestiture of team driveway. Check that out. I did not know that. Uh, a company it bought in 2019, and they sold it several months ago. Months ago, Team Driveway, United Road Services sold Team Driveway after buying it in 2019. Wow, who'd they sell it to? Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Just keep it to yourself. Oh, by the way, here, um, what you want to do? I, I 
I put this up here too. I thought this would be interesting. Go to unitedroad.com. You can go to unitedroad.com. See their services. Open and closed, oversized, direct to home, storage marshalling, new vehicle, remarketing, specialty. Pretty interesting stuff. I mean, they got a lot of got a lot of business. And they're, so their number one got a lot of business and they're and they're being downgraded. Does that tell you something? Stop Googling cheap car shipping. But there's wait a minute. If there's just as many carriers as there were before and there's less cars, supply and demand says we can get a lower rate. Great. That's great news. Oh yeah. I'm loving that. Um AIR. This came from Repo Ryan. AIR is now rejecting four major lenders in one forwarder over storage. AIR expects the list of uh, lenders that will be refused service to grow. See, here's the deal. On November 4th... Oh, we got to get rid of that again. On November 14th, the Alliance of Illinois Repossessors issued a press release stating that on January 2nd, their members would start rejecting cases that do not provide a daily storage rate to be invoiced to help offset the escalating costs recovering companies accrue to safely store units on their facilities in Illinois. That's right. Newsflash. Auto transport. Auto recovery. They're dealing with uh, folks that expect free storage. You think cheap car, cheap car shopping? <laughs> really, Jay? You, th you think free car shipping sucks? Or cheap car shipping sucks? Well, this is free storage sucks. It does suck. We can no longer provide free storage. You'd think that you wouldn't have to tell somebody. An analysis done by members of the Alliance demonstrated the average per unit cost for storage was between $12 and $14. We can't, just can't do it for free. Sorry, man. We're really, you know, we're really sorry. But we can't do free storage. If you see this, you're looking at a podcast. Get the podcast. It's ATI Auto Business. That's what you're looking for. That's where you'll get all this juicy news and, you know speculation 417-483-2764 call or text tie he wants to help you we are inside the abc dealer app that's auction b commerce thank you so much kelly for helping us uh spread the word and you get that you can download the app on the the app store or google play abc auction b commerce Look at that uh, live chat going crazy. Make sure you tune in for Thursdays, Thermonuclear Thursdays. You think this is fun? Wow, wait till you join us on Thursday. There's the you're dispatching live at noon central time every Thursday. And then uh, Cars on the Move is every Friday. Did I put it in here? Oh, I. you know who we got this Friday? This is cool. Um, Friday, I think I forgot to put the thumbnail, but it's okay. We got Bob Grill of Carfax. He does a podcast, Just the Facts, with Bob Grill of Car Facts. He's going to join us this Friday on Cars on the Move, noon central time. So be sure to stick around and join that. Okay, here's what's going to happen now. It is time. Auto Logistics Unfiltered. Oh, we're a few minutes late. That's okay. I got some pull with the owner. Um, after this break, we're going to be live with Ty. We're going to tee it up. And then we're going to bring in Dowtel. First time on ATI. You know how Dowtel got here, if you don't already know? He messaged me through Instagram. So if you if you, if you you make a stink... Psst. 
We'll be right back. Ship Your Car Now presents Integrated Automotive Transportation Solutions. When your car buying customers are on your dealership website shopping for vehicles, they can easily find an instant shipping quote. By entering simple information, first name, last name, email, and phone number, delivery zip, delivery state, and clicking the button, get your shipping quote. Choose from express shipping, enclosed transport, and proceed to checkout. Review the order summary, enter the delivery street address and city, and click next. Simply enter your credit card information, just like any other online shopping cart. And when you're ready, click review your shipping order. Check your shipping order one more time and choose proceed to checkout. Your delivery is all set. If you want to ship your car now, go to Ship Your Car Now. Ship Your Car Now provides a full suite of vehicle shipping services for all types of businesses. That's why Ship Your Car Now offers trusted carriers, great paying loads, fast. Visit ShipYourCarNow.com. Links in the live chat. Thank you very much for uh, taking the time to tune in tonight. Let's take... By the way, let's look at this uh, live chat here. We got... Uh, oh, Joe Bercari's here. And, uh, wow, awesome. Private equity groups have a formula. Not sure I understand it, but they sure seem to stick to it. Jacob Watts is here. What's going on? Chris Chamberlain. So I got the photo. Let's take a look at this photo while Ty's getting ready here. So we've got, uh, I think Chris is saying that, let's see here. Okay, Chris is saying that we've already got that. Is that the Cottrell final mile solution? I think that's what, I think that's what Chris is saying. Let me check that, Chris. Uh, haven't checked, but Colorado, uh, is that right though, Chris? Is that the, oh, Ron is here. What's up, Ron? Cool. Happy New Year. Oh, and Ron's got a story. Oh, and Marco's here too. What's up, Marco? Awesome. Yeah, I, I, you know, I had a feeling that some of that news might, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to end that sentence. Let's check in with Ty. Ladies and gentlemen, up on center stage right now, for your enjoyment and information, it's Auto Logistics Unfiltered. Here we go. Ty, can you see me and hear me? I sure can. How are you? I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm kind of Dude, you're up. on fire. You're yeah, like crazy, man. Well, what are you doing? <laughs> it, I, you know what? I, so I'm doing I'm, I'm going through the day, and I'm just kind of doing my thing, and then I don't know. Wow. I don't know. But you know what? There's so many. I, you know what I don't understand? Why are there so many people on Facebook shouting out that they're new and they're getting in when there's all this crap? Do they not know? No, they don't. And as a matter of fact, I because of this show, you know, I always say that, but because of this show, I get a call. Call Ty, 417-483-2764. I can help you out. Maybe, maybe not. Today, I got, a re I got two calls today, but today, one, the second call was really interesting because how do you answer this question, Jay? Here's the question. Hey, Ty, should I be a carrier or a broker? <laughs> wow. What do you do? What do you do with that? What do you right? do? Well, I, here's what I did. I, I said I would be a carrier first because 
if you're going to be a broker, if that's really what you want to do, go drive a truck for a year. See what it's like. You need to know that. And if you want to become a broker, you'll definitely need that truck that you drove for a year because the carrier is going to screw you. I just said that live. Oh, my <laughs> God. You're on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, that's hilarious. You thought you were on fire, right? <laughs> you know, that's what you know. It just remind me, and that's when I when I literally went on fire was with the Darth Vader stuff. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. So okay. I said, go yeah. drive the truck, you know, for a year, build the business, learn the business, learn how what happens when your three car Kaufman tire and wheel just flies out, gone. I mean, learn all this stuff so that you know, as a broker, if the carrier's being honest with you. So I say mean things about the carrier, but here's what I know about our carrier base, ATI carrier base. I don't mean that to our base because our base understands we're here to learn business. We're here to understand our customer and we're here to communicate, right? Because if you bring the broker guys on, all they ask for is, would you just let me know what you're doing? That's true. Well, and that's what's it, what this is what makes it so strange is that like if you watch the show and then you hang out with us at a trade show, uh, I mean, we can't talk about all of it in every conversation, but we do touch upon it. I mean, this is one crazy industry. Oh, and, well, and that's if, what I said. You need yeah. to really drive the truck to understand just how I mean, this as a carrier, which I've been for 20 plus years, I've owned a fleet. I've done a lot. I've been a broker. I've been a dealer all at the same time as a carrier. And I'm just telling you, this will test your fortitude, everything in you. Car hauling will put you to the extreme limits that you could never comprehend. And that's where I think ATI comes in. That's why I like ATI is because here's what we talk about. We talk about <clears throat> what's going on at United Road. What does that have to do with a guy you know, who wants to be a carrier broker? I right? thought when when I saw the United Road article originally, I was like, "Oh, I'm not going to read that live." Really, I was, and then I was like, "No, I just need to find the right place for it." And it was tonight's show. That's why that article's a few weeks ago. But like, as I really dove into it, I'm like, "Man, this is actually really bad news for a lot <laughs> of us." Oh man, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, well, and good news is, is we have some carriers on tonight, and one of the carriers, um, I'm, I'm confident, has a lot of insights that uh, may or may not help us all, right? Well, probably will, but uh, my man Joe. Oh, I yeah, love Joe. Yeah, exactly. Joe Bacari. Joe Bacari. <laughs> so we're going to have to Joe. Midwestern Joe, car carriers. Joe, Randy Wills is in the live chat, dude. Who is? Randy. Oh, I know. He's some. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, what's up, Randy? Wave again, because I just cut away from you. Hey, um, Randy! And so Joe's in the caboose. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to bring we gotta him down. we got to bring him on. Yeah. Get him on. Well, we're going to bring in, we're going to we're gonna, we're gonna slow burn this firework. <laughs> we're going to bring in Dowlett first, okay? Dowlett is a bro, holy mackerel. Did you see this? Wow. Thanks, Ron. Wow, happy new year to you and everybody in the live chat. Let's go to camera one on that martini. Thank you so much, Ron. I really do appreciate it. Ron just threw a hundred bucks in the super chat. Wow. That is awesome. Thank you, wow. buddy. Wow, bang. Um Man. 
anybody, yeah, anybody close to this channel knows we, you know, that goes to a good place. Oh, by the way, mic check. Oh my gosh, what's happened to my audio here? Hang on, my audio is going crazy. Check, check, check. Hang on one sec. Mike, Mike, it was. Are you okay? Are you check? check are we okay now? Okay, check. Are you okay? <laughs> I think it, I think it's better. I had to turn it way down. The microphone went yeah, crazy. Something happened. All right, my mic. Yeah, your mic is hot. Okay, so now now it's low. Now you're good. Mic check one two. I don't know why it does. It's just it's finicky. It's, it's the audio. I don't know if it's the applause. It's like calling button. cars. Yeah, I don't know why exactly. the cars don't fit. Why does right? it need to change? Yeah. I didn't know that I needed to have more space. Well, that's why on the question two, when I read Jeep Wrangler and I said sh you know short and stubby. Yeah, give me as much trailer space as you can, because I know. And you know what? If we find three Jeep Wranglers, then they're going to want a fourth Ooh. on the three-car. Like, that's oh, right. Yeah, we can fit a fourth one. I got one. the flippers. I, I flip talked the flippers. to a guy at a truck stop that said I could do this all day. <laughs> it's just a soft top, and if you back it on number one on the flippers, no problem, right? Perfect. Yeah, we could get a motorcycle and a golf. I could put a motorcycle inside of a golf cart in the back of a long bed. Hey! Wow. This is where you get your car hey, shipping Facebook. business. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's we got good. so we got Dowlett. Dowlett right. is a dispatcher and a broker. Okay. Okay. Which we know we know but, some dispatcher brokers, right? There aren't many. There, no. There, it's a rare sighting. Dispatcher right. and broker. Like if you tell people that, oh my gosh, it's going crazy. If you tell people you're both. It's like, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's like cutting the cheese in an elevator. Ooh, we don't because do that here. Because it's a misunderstood niche. Well, there's a lot of opportunity there, honestly. There's a ton. Um, of exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There's a ton of opportunity. <clears throat> but they immediately assume. It's like saying you're in crypto. What do they think? Ooh. Right? What? <laughs> what? He's a dispatcher, Crypt. a broker, and he's into crypto. Okay, that's oh boy. That's, that's way Okay, over so the top. Dow let's yeah, Dow let's like I'm not coming on this show. All right, Come so on. Dow let's up first. We also got Lloyd. He was with us Friday, the owner operator of River City Services based out of Little Rock, Arkansas. See, I got it memorized. Good job. Thank you. Thank you, Lloyd. Um after Lloyd, we're gonna bring in Carlos Braxton and see what he's up to. Oh, Carlos. I'm really excited to talk to Carlos. I Carlos to update. Him. Yeah, I get a Carlos yeah. update. And then we'll Looking finish forward. by bringing in Joe. And, uh, oh, and it's open. It, listen, it's open mic live. Uh, let me get wow. through these other first guests. And then we're going to put the, I'm going to put the link to this Zoom room in the live chat. If you're watching live, you can, you say hello, you know, tell us what's going on. So, um, Joe is in the caboose and hanging on. Here we go. Let's bring in Dowlett. All right, Dowlett is up next. So, Dowlett, get your camera ready, your audio ready, because here I'm admitting you to the room. It's going to get a little noisy. It's going to get a little Hey, crazy. while you're, while, while, oh, while yeah. you're bringing him in, that's yeah. fine. Um, yeah. Joe, okay, it's really cool. You remember last week, Delta, Wendy oh. Delta? Yeah, Wendy, yeah. I oh. talked to her. Oh, good. So anyway, yeah, really cool. But um, just seeing these connections come together is really neat. So. Oh, it, it is amazing. You know I what? Of Joe, I, when I talked to Wendy, I was thinking of Joe the whole time. And I just want to say this is that, hey, Dowlett, <clears throat> can you see us and hear us okay? It's the connections that are made on this channel that kind of rejuvenate 
my optimism. I hear you now. All right, cool. We can see you. We can hear you. All right, Dowlett, please say hello. Tell us a little bit more about you and the whole dispatcher broker thing. Sure. Um, hey, everyone. Uh, everyone who's listening and watching for us. My name is Dowlett. Uh, I'm originally from uh, Kazakhstan. I'm uh, living in the United States for 12 years now, and um, I'm being a truck dispatcher, specifically car hauling dispatcher for the last eight years. So, and um, I am the broker, I'm, I'm taking the brokerage side for the last two years, like more specifically year and uh, six months, uh, more in details. So I'm um, pretty much all in in this industry, let's say. See, and Sue, my co-host on Thursdays, is also a broker and dispatcher. Cool. So this is an area. Now, why, explain why both, right? Why both? Um, because, I mean, I, I see the privilege for my side, for myself. And when I begin, when I began as a dispatcher, I didn't even think about brokerage. I thought it's totally different niche, totally different like category which I'm now getting an understanding. It is a little bit different, but at the same time, when you get both, you're, you're kind of have more leverage in the industry, you know? So you're, you're kind of getting more of a, uh, how to say, more, more, more of a direct loads. That's how I started my brokerage. I thought, why do I need brokers when I can get my, my own loads and give to my own drivers, right? And uh, you have a broker's license. Yes, sir. Yep. Okay. So he's got a broker's license, legit, ready to go. Dispatching doesn't require a license, but no, it doesn't. Right. It does not. And this is what I was talking about earlier. Dowlett, did you know that the FMCSA is looking at the definition of, of dispatching? Did you know that? Yes, it was. Uh, you know, there was a rumor. I think right last year, like uh, about six, eight months ago. Then uh, everyone was kind of hyping on it, saying that dispatchers has to get them uh, the licenses. Um, and I, I see why people do that because a lot of carriers they they meet a lot of non-professional dispatchers, and of course you you know you don't want to have, let's say you know not professional shitty dispatchers on the market, and you want to deal only with the good ones, with the licensed ones, right? You're mostly dispatching right now, right? Yes. Right, as you try to build a brokerage. Yes. That makes a lot of sense to me. You're me right. Yeah. You've got, and, and when you, as you do this, so how many, do you have, do you have a stable of carriers built up or? Yes, right now I have three carrier companies with the 12 trucks in total. Um, and I have uh, the team of three dispatchers and one helper now. Wow. Wait a minute! You got twelve trucks across 12 three trucks. companies. Yes, and you have you have other dispatchers helping out. Yes, I have one dispatcher building, who, had, who had an experience and building came a business. My team. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, so this is interesting. See, and there's it's not. I like Ty. You said it earlier. I'm mm -hmm. going to pass this over to you here. I just wanted to kind of get the intro going, but Ty, you said to the guy that called in and said, "Should I be a broker or a carrier?" Hmm. be the character yeah. right now Dallas, you, you chose to have you ever driven or loaded a truck uh not myself no right me neither right i mean so there are and there's probably plenty of folks here's what's interesting there's probably plenty of folks that are flying around talking to clients all the time 
yes. and quoting and building business that have never even been in a truck. That's right? funny because one of the most viral videos I made on TikTok was me telling that you don't have to be a former truck driver to become a good dispatcher, right? And I got a lot of hate and negative uh, negativity on it. So. <laughs> that good, well, yeah, dispatchers. Oh, oh boy, dispatchers trying Vader. to tell me how to drive my truck. Oh. You want me to come over there and have a little talk to you? Want a knuckle <laughs> sandwich? No, that's uh. Well, here's the thing. I don't think there's a right answer. Okay. So the question was, is what do you think with the emphasis on you, meaning Ty? I will I'll I take it to different perspective, yeah. different side, because yeah. I'm, I'm neither. I'm, I'm in between now. So okay. I was a part of the carrier team as a dispatcher, as the accountant, as a safety manager, as the uh, manager of the company. Gener mm -hmm. Generally, I, I was leading entire carrier team. Uh, with the trucks, dispatchers and stuff. And then um, with all of my experience and what I see, what, what the owner of the company I worked for was going through, I decided why not to go just to the niche part of this whole carrier thing, right? Just become a dispatching service. I mean, it doesn't mean that I have to be dispatcher whole, like, you know, entire 20, 30 years from now, I can build a team and I can, you know, get them, give them the knowledge. I can, uh, um, train them and, and let them do the work for me, right? Mm -hmm. And I build my own technology, you can say, because I see why carriers and drivers specifically used to like working with me directly because they, they I mean, I, I care about them, right? I care about them a lot. And that's how they wanted, the why they wanted to work with me. And so that's why I became a dispatcher. And the, when the, the question was if carrier or the broker, I would say it depends on your skill set. You know, if you are more likely of like, you know, salesperson, you can negotiate, you can talk to the customers and you want to do that, then I think brokerage is yours. But if you want to be more of a, like, you know, I don't, I don't want to deal with directly with the customers. Don't want to do any like sales things. I just want to do the carrier side. I mean, it, it just depends on your skill set, I think. Right. Skill set. That's right. For, yeah. for, if you're if you're if you're if you've been good on the farm for 30 40 years and you can get under a hood and fix anything you should be a carrier sure. if you're amazing on the phone and you do understand the complexity of logistics maybe be a broker and if you really want like like helping carriers and you're really good at, at sniffing out a good load, whether it's from a client or a load board, you might be a great dispatcher. So this, this is where I, I, do, I do think, hey, Facebook, here's what I think. It's 2023 and we have yet to realize that different people are good at different things. Can you believe? No. Different people are good at different things? Oh, my God. <clears throat> and I, I want to add one more option for what you know those three that you added or if you are a good entrepreneur then you can become all three right you can just hire the team well, of dispatchers carriers and the brokers this is what ty's talking about exactly if you're ready to really take it all on and you're good at you're good at the books you're good at lawyering right you got to yep. be good at mm -hmm. everything if you're gonna if you're gonna go global as a carrier <laughs> 
Hey, Facebook. <laughs> right, I'll tell you what. Okay, let's do this. Let's check in. Let's bring in Lloyd. Let's bring Lloyd in. Lloyd, get your camera ready. And uh, uh, hey, live chat. Here comes Lloyd. We're talking to Dowlett. And, and get your notes ready. Make your Get your comments ready because you could be next. All right, Lloyd, let's see what's going on. He he has been on the show before. Oh, he's not. Wait a minute. He's not. Oh, he's not in the waiting room. Where did he was there? Where did he go? Oh, let's check no. in with Carlos. All right, Carlos, get your camera ready. You probably, Carlos. Had to, you know, yeah. They, they probably shower 32. And then he was like, dang it. Mm. Okay. So welcome to being an auto transport uh, business owner. All right, here we go. Carlos, get your camera ready. It is now time. He's been here before. It's been a while. We're going to check in with Carlos Braxton of ACB Logistics. Mike, check one, two, three. Is this, is this, I'll just put it right there. That way it'll, I don't want it there. All right, here we go. Oh, he's not here yet. Oh, he's, he's joining in. Okay. He'll be here in a second. So, right here oh he's here carlos. carlos okay we can hear you okay we can't see you what's going on carlos nothing much how are you all good last time we were talking to you it's been fair i told jay we got to get carlos on here because i've lost track of you man where are you at what are you doing i'm in charlotte right now charlotte well last yeah. time i think what didn't you buy the new truck and it broke yeah that truck's been a pain in, in the my shop book. and what was it what kind of truck it's an m2 business class you bought an M2 business class and it's been a pain in your butt? Yes. No way. What happened? Really? Uh, it's not set up for what I do. Um, I didn't think about it when I bought it. It's not, it's not set up for local type deal, doing stuff, not running the interstate. It's terrible on fuel mileage. Oh, no. I didn't know oh, that because to me, it sounds like the, to me, it sounds like a beer truck. And that's what I was telling everybody gets a beer truck. Is it single axle or twin screw? It's single. Um, it was a um, bucket truck. Bucket. What's a bucket? Bucket truck. Bucket. Like the oh, power okay. companies use. Yeah. So yes. it's got a long wheelbase. Yes. Ah, there's your problem. Okay, gotcha. All right. So that truck's giving you problems, but it's not mechanical. It's just too long. Uh, this is hard on fuel. Hard on fuel. What do what yeah, you got in there? The Cummins? Huh? Or the you got the Cummins or the Mercedes in there? Oh no, no Mercedes Cummins. Cummins, you got the Cummins. What is it? The seven eight three, eight three. Okay. Yes. Automatic. Yes. Oh wow. Oh. I'm sorry to hear that. That's bad. But you did also, didn't you get the Sun Country? Uh, no, I have an Infinity. Infinity. Which? How many can you haul? Five. Five on the Infinity. Then you yes. like it? I love the trailer. Yes. <clears throat> love the trailer. Having troubles with the truck, but before you got into the Freightliner M2 with the Cummins, you were in a what? A Ram 5500. And I think, how did that work out? It did not like my new trailer. It blew the engine. <laughs> 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 we're only laughing because otherwise we're just going to be crying. Okay, guys, this this is car hauling live right here. So the Dodge, what did you say that was? 5500. Yes. Dodge blew up. Went ahead and got the uh, Infinity, but now did you have the? Hey, there's Carlos. Hey, Carlos. Oh. Hey, buddy. What's going on? Awesome. Charlotte. Oh, oh I meant to hit the applause button. <laughs> Come on, Jay. Uh, Come on, man. You know, I've been, I've been off on the buttons all night. I they, they I don't know if they moved around or whatever. I'm in front of love, Jay. Cash registers. 
Wow. Carlos. That's crazy. Sorry, Carlos. Happy New Year. Hey, thank you. <laughs> Carlos, so you, uh, where did you say you're short? Charlotteville, North Carolina? Charlotte, Is that North Carolina. Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina. Yes. Okay. You're home tonight? Oh, yeah. I'm, no, I'm home. Okay. I don't go so, out on the road anymore. What? I don't go out on the road. I stay, I do North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, and Virginia. Now. Oh. That's it. Yeah. So you're a short mile, long dollar kind of guy, right? Uh, short mile, short dollar right now. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> They're not paying anything. Really? And yeah. now where are you getting your loads? Uh, United Road off of, uh, you know, who the dispatch people. Oh. This is a bad question. I'm going to ask it. You don't have to answer it, but how are your receivables with United Road? What do you mean by receivables? Are they paying you on time? Yes. Okay. Within two days. Good. Within two days. Quick. Oh, that's good. awesome. 5%. Yeah. Nice. <clears throat> How many percent? Oh, 5%. They're charging. <clears throat> yeah. They're taking 5% off the top. Yep. 5%. Oh. And- Something like dollar seventy. Where's that button I hit? (laughs) (laughs) That's a boo right there, Jay. Okay, all right. Okay. Hey, Carlos said he said it. I. (laughs) Is that Spider Man? (laughs) I'll take the blame. That's fine. Okay, so you're running broker, then that's keeping you busy. Is that is that a fair statement? Not really busy because I said they're not paying anything. They, they'll, they'll pay real good. All of a sudden, they'll cut the prices in half. Like, I can't do that, so I do something else. Uh, it pays more to run IAA and Copart stuff than it does to run anything else. Interesting. Wow. I want to hear more. Are they are they crazy in-ops, or is it okay? No, uh, they're in-ops. They are. Yeah. Forklift? Forklift, of course. You know they, you know how they say run and drive, but you get there and the wheels are hanging Start off. Start and learn. Yeah. Start and learn. So I've got a question. Uh, somebody, there are, I had two phone, three phone calls. Say one of the phone calls was, and I, I was like, hey, if I was going to start, and I lived in a metro area, and I knew there was, because they kept saying in ops, they actually said the word copart, but I said, okay, if you're gonna, um, if you're gonna do, you want to get into car hauling, my my advice first do market research, go talk to everybody and find out what what they're doing. But I would seriously look at copart ia if that's what you're talking about yeah that's what i'm talking about but i would look at it from the perspective of a rollback maybe a two or four car rollback now the question i have that i don't know is if i have a two or four car rollback can i just go in and get my own stuff and i don't have to wait on the forklift no you gotta wait for the forklift no matter what no matter what wow okay well that stinks i'm glad you clarified that for me because I think everybody that I talk to, you can tell us because it sounds like you're doing it. But how's it working out with the forklift guy? Depends on the forklift guy because you got to watch them. They will tear your trailer to pieces. Oh, didn't even think about that. I've heard really. that. And you yeah. don't have a choice, nope. right? How do you, how do you, how do you <laughs> gauge the skill of a forklift guy? And will it even matter? You watch them, yeah. you watch them when you load somebody else. Whoever he's loading before he loads you. You just keep an eye on him and watch what he does. Uh, what if, if you, you don't? Run, what What if you decide this guy isn't working? You know, this isn't. It's much. It's not really much you can do because they're like, well, if you don't, if we don't load you. Nobody else is going to do it. You just step to the side and record it. Uh, for the most part, yes. 
Wow. Now the wow. Infinity, you got an Infinity 4 car, is that what you said? Five. Five. Is that, does it have a hydraulic on the front? Yes, it looks just like, a, it looks like, this looks like the, um, Sun Country. Uh, Sun Country, but it's an Infinity. Okay. So, um, when you're, when you're running that, it's more level. Whereas if you've got a wedge, I would, I would not, honestly, I wouldn't want to be the forklift guy putting cars on a wedge because it's got a wedge, right? And right. the forks are straight. So you're like, here, let me just rake off the top of your trailer. And that's Ooh. what they do. <laughs> yeah. And now uh, IAA won't even, like, if you, if you have, if you set your loads up so you know which way you're going to deliver, if you have a car on the top and one on the bottom, they won't load in the middle. Oh, boy. If the middle's empty, they won't do it. Why? I don't know. They they changed their policy. They won't do it anymore. So, all right. Well, this gets into wow. insurance and this claims is terrible. and whatnot. No. But yeah. yeah. Why can't, if you got a rollback, see, this is what bothers me. If you have a rollback, why can't you just pull in and get your stuff and leave? That's insane. I mean, that to me is like the gatekeeper that's just here to make your life Because there was because some buyer nobody. that complained that he wanted IAA. Well, IAA was responsible for the damage, and therefore IAA probably requires the forklift. It's just like when you leave the hospital and they put you in the wheelchair. I could run out the front right. doors, but they're going to put you in the wheelchair. And also, you got to check and make sure the catalytic converter is there, too, before you, before, they, before you leave out of there. Wow. See? This is, I always learn something on this show. That's why I like ATI, because I seriously always learn something. The catalytic converter, I would not have thought of. So it's interesting because I, I've always said, man, I will not, I don't care. I'm not doing in-ops. I am not doing them. And then we hear Carlos, who's not necessarily an in-op guy. Am I right? That's right. I don't like him. I hate him. But now he's doing in-ops for that a reason. You something about the market, doesn't it? Hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Where are you taking these in-ups to like yeah. salvage yards or dealers, uh, repair guys? Sometimes you go to repair guys. Mostly you go down, take them down to Savannah to the shippers. They ship them overseas. Right. That's now we're at the port. Oh, my God. You take them to, a, you don't go to the port. You take them to a, like, this offsite. A they, warehouse. They load everything in the containers. Then they take the containers to the port. Right. I don't go to the port. Oh, yeah, exactly. Brunswick. Right. Right. Brunswick. Brunswick. Well, not Brunswick, but down in Savannah, you have Jacks, and then you have Global, oh. um, something like that. I can't think of the name of them. It's Baltic. like four or five of them in that area. What did you say, Dillette? Baltic auto shipping there as well? Yeah, Baltic, yes. Oh, wow. Ah, see, and I like that, Dowlette, because you know the names mm. of the folks that are posting these loads on Central, right? Yes. This is where it gets really interesting. <laughs> This is why it takes a village, yeah. right? Because if you add, if you have the carrier, dispatcher, driver, everybody's talking, it's amazing the pieces you can put together. Yep. You got to watch out for some of these guys, too, because some of them don't pay any money. There's one company, they won't pay anything. They they try to pay you 175 200 bucks for a car that's going almost 300 miles. It, just, it doesn't work. And then there's and one tree. I'm sorry. And when you try to negotiate, what happens? Do they does it seem uh, like they have a script and all that? Yep. They won't raise the price at all. They, we, we can get somebody else to do it all day long for this price, but you better find somebody because I won't touch it. Wow. And there's where the hate begins, Joelette. Good job, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Good job, buddy. Oh. But it's not a it's not a broker or dispatcher. Hey, it's, it's an actual company. <laughs> 
Yeah. Say that, Carlos. Sorry. Yeah, it's, like it's I not said, a, it's they, not a dispatcher or a broker. It's the actual company. So is oh, it the actual company? Is it a foreign worse. buyer? Yes. The actual warehouse people? No, no, it's no. The no, no buyer. Missing. This is what Candy's talking about. Remember are they, last two shows? Are they before? overseas? Are you talking to somebody overseas? Yeah. Uh, sometimes, but most times they're either based in Florida or somewhere like that. They're not based in the area. Mm. <clears throat> so are they import exporter? Yes. Yeah. Okay, Send me your company let's... name. Text me your company name. Say again. Do they say, yeah. do you know, text me your company name? You know that one, yeah. all that, right? Mm. Yeah. Whenever I, I learned, whenever I heard, if I called about a load and they say, text me your company name, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm good Next, on that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna look for something else. Yeah, usually. Yeah, wait for it. Usually, it's just it's. I don't mm. like that. I don't like being brushed off to. I can't even ask any questions. Text me your company name. <laughs> All right. Hey, let's do this. Uh, we're gonna add Lloyd. Let's keep this going. I'm gonna add Lloyd, and then um. So stay right there. Wait a minute. Here we go. All right, Lloyd. Fire up your camera. And uh, everybody, get your popcorn ready. We got Lloyd Vanover. He is the owner operator of River City Services out of Little Rock, Arkansas, and he's joining right now. While he's joining, so I like that microcosm example. That microcosm example. I mean, we we rent you Brunswick. You knew the broker. What's another run you're doing, Carlos? Um, I go to rail yard in Georgia a lot, in Dukula. What do you get there? Uh, GM stuff. Dukula? Yeah, Dukula is right by Lawrenceville. Hey, there's Lloyd. Oh, Lloyd's Lawrence, here. Lawrence, Lawrenceville? What did you say? L Lawrenceville, yeah. It's right next Lawrenceville. to Lawrenceville. It's about 45 miles before you get to Atlanta. Right, well, and that oh, just made me think because Lloyd was talking about in ops recently too. Lloyd, please say hello. You can see us and hear us. Hello, everybody. Yeah. Lloyd, we're talking hello, about Lloyd. runs. What's uh, not the runs? Carl <laughs> runs. Lloyd, what's what's going on with you? What's oh. on your mind? <laughs> oh boy! This is auto logistics oh, unfiltered. We are unfiltered tonight, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd, good to see you. Yeah. yeah, it's good to see you, man. Uh, here we go. I'm talking trouble with my computer here. Oh, I just it was interested in listening to Carlos. Hi, Carlos. Hey, Lloyd. How are you? When, you? when you broke down, you sent me a picture of your new rig, your setup and stuff. Sorry to hear it didn't work out as far as the M2 goes. Um, yeah, you talk about going down south. I don't go south, Georgia, south Texas, Florida, you know, down south like that. I'd be like, no, because the rates are just too daggum cheap. Yeah, you're right about that. I, I'm more of the deal with my customers, my customer base, and develop that relationship. So and I'm glad I don't have to compete with a lot of this <clears throat> stuff that's going on right now. There's, you know, there's plenty of carriers out there, and they'll haul it for the lower rate. And that, that kind of customer, I just, I don't really need. I don't to deal with the cheap guys. Perfect segue. If you just said, "Hey, Facebook." What do you think you're loading next? What's going to be your next load? Your first load? My name, my name's load a brand new vehicle to a customer delivery. Right, it'll be a it'll be a brand new car that's paying half what it should be paying, and it shouldn't be open. No, not mine. Mine, mine pays both ways, no matter what. 
Oh, that's awesome. <clears throat> I, I, um, I, I try and educate my customers, my dealers especially, because there are so many guys out here doing this, and they want to get in and get here. I'll do it for cheaper. I'll do it for this. I'll do it for that. So my my customer, my dealers, they know. There's they're going to ask you for your <clears throat> DOT certification, your certificate of authority, and see if it's got automobiles checked on it. They're going to ask for your certificate of insurance, or your cargo, and see if you're covered for auto transport. You're going to cover the cost of the car. I got a two hundred thousand dollar Audi or Acuron. You know, are you insured for it? And another thing I educate my dealers on is I show them on my truck. Look here, the customer pulls in, your transporter pulls in, and he doesn't have this little sticker in the lower right hand corner of his windshield telling you know something changed. That CVSA sticker means a lot. It goes a long ways. You got to work hard to get it, and so. They've dealt with the damaged cars and stuff. I've got dealers that call me and say, hey, can you transport my car for me? And now I've got them to where they'll pay me for like the out of the auto ports. They say, here, you go get my cars out of the auto port. I'll pay you $150, $200 over and above your normal rate just to get the car. And wow. they, pay me, they pay me a deadhead to go get it, and they pay me to help you bring it to them. But the, the, the biggest, biggest thing is... When I get it to them, it's ready to go straight to the customer. Or when I take it to the customer, they know it's going to get there in the same condition it was when it left their lot. The customer's going to be happy. And I pick up a check from the customer. I have the customer sign all the paperwork. It's a little bit different niche, but it's been at it for a long enough time that customer service goes a long ways. And you know, I believe you get what you pay for. And so I consider myself fortunate that I... I'm able to do what I do and have the customer's base that I have. And my phone rings all the time. Hey, can you do this? Hey, can you do that? And so I don't have to deal with these brokers. If I want to fill a hole, you know, I'll fill a hole with this right. But um, I, I, hauled the, I haul Copart. But mine go to LKQ, which is a dismantler. They dismantle it for parts, for aftermarket parts. Right. And like Carlos said, and I've said it before on the show, when you've got these wrecked cars, coming out of IAA and Coke Park, paying more than what they want to pay to get a brand new one out of the auto port. I'll mm. wreck cars all day long. <laughs> I, don't to, I don't have to worry about that scratch and dent. <laughs> you know, look, there's not a piece of glass hitting this thing. You know, but Carl's is right again. You know, the forklift operators, you know, uh, nah, you don't do it that way. You don't want to do it my way? I'm, I'm out of here. I'm mm. not going to let you tear up my trailer. And that is wow. just not worth it. As far That's as I know, they're not responsible for any damages they cause while loading, right? But they care less. <laughs> like Carl said, you know, we want you to, I want you to put it right here in this spot of my trailer. And they tell you, no, a lot of them won't load from the side. No, for sure won't. They can't really? do it from front or back. Yeah, wow. I'm not going to load you from the side. And uh, so it can be a real hassle just to get loaded and get out of there. And you know, like he says, you know, they call you and say, hey, they say it runs and drives. And you get there and send them a picture. Hey, look, I don't think this is going to run. <laughs> <laughs> the motor's hanging out of it. The transmission's hanging out of it. You know, hmm. uh, call the whole phone is missing. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> well, that's another interesting topic that we don't need to talk about tonight. But through my relationship with Candy and Ron, the 
the foreign buyers that are buying this stuff are buying online <clears throat> and they, they look at what I think they're buying. And then once they figure out this isn't at all what I bought, there's some kind of misrepresentation issue that seems to be a big problem. Has anybody else encountered that? Yes, like, a lot. Drop off a car where you thought, I just picked it up and dropped it off. Why are you yelling at me? Well, I didn't say that it had this and this and this, Carlos. That's right. But I take pictures when I get there, when before they load it, they sit it by my trailer. I take pictures all the way around and inside. This is what it looked like when I picked it up. So that's between you and Copart or IAA. It has nothing to do with me. Dallet, right. you're shaking your head like you've dealt with this. No, I just do a lot of uh, Coparts and IAAs as well. I have few drivers doing certain routes for years. And uh, the thing that I wanted to tell uh, about Coparts and IAAs and, and forklift operators is it depends, as Carlos said, because one of my drivers, he goes to Milwaukee uh, Coparts all the time and IAAs. And he knows like every single thing, I mean, uh, forklift operator in each of those auctions. And every time he goes there, I mean, he just tips them like, you know, it could be 10 bucks, can be 20, can be 30, depends on like how many cars he can load for you. And sometimes, like not all of them, they don't have to do it, but sometimes if you're good with them, you have good conversation, you tip them, they can do something extra they usually don't do, you know, by their policies, like loading by the side or lifting the back of the car and rolling in front, you know, that's that's how we do. I mean, my driver, he, he loads like seven car, enough cars, not all of them. I mean, all of them should have wheels for sure, all four wheels. But all of them can be enough, and he can load four on top, two in the bottom, and at least one of them should be running. You know. So. Wow. Yeah, I have a friend that does the same thing. He chips the drive. He chips the. Uh, he has their phone numbers and everything. So if he's going to be late, he'll call them. And they'll hold the car for him when he get there. Load it. He gives them a ten dollar bill. He's out. Making yeah. relationships. There yep. it is again. There it is. Wow. That's a, yeah, that's why I said about this show, and that's one thing I really like about ATI is I call it, you know, I say this is our network. This is a network of, and, and Ty said a while ago, you know, of good carriers, good people that's on this show trying to help each other and just grow and learn. And uh, I, I really appreciate what you guys do. I appreciate the program. Um, just kind of, you know, Jay kind of laughing about, hey, Facebook. Uh, <laughs> I've had two incidences this week to where I had, I'm also a U-Haul dealer. I have a U-Haul dealership. I had a gentleman call me wanting to rent a uh, gooseneck fifth wheel hitch. I said, sorry, U-Haul doesn't rent those things out. But you get to talking to him, the reason why he's wanting it, come to find out he's just getting into the hot shot business. Been a truck driver for 14 years. Now I want to get into the big money and hot shot. <laughs> I said, I said, well, what do you need the fifth wheel hitch for? Well, a broker told me, you know, he's got this trailer, but I have to have a fifth wheel to move this trailer. I said, what kind of trailer is it? And he said, it's a 40-foot logging trailer. Mm. I said, what kind of truck do you have? I've got a three-quarter ton ram. Not going to do it. And I said, have you seen <laughs> a picture of this? He goes, no. I says, well, I won't send you a picture. Well, it was a semi 40-foot logging trailer. He said, this guy's going to try and haul it on the back of his ram pickup truck. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> With air brakes? Wow. <laughs> well, I, I brought that up. I said, air brakes. <laughs> well, a few days later, he sends me a picture. He's having trouble connecting a trailer to his truck to get lights. He's got a 40-foot mm. tandem axle, dual wheel equipment trailer with a pinto hitch. 
that these construction guys use, you know, the flying or dump trucks. And it's got mm -hmm. a mini excavator on it, and he's got it hooked to the back of this 2500. Oh. It's squatting Ooh. like it's got King Kong standing in the back of it. Oh. <laughs> and he can't get lights on it, and he's hauling it to Corpus Christi, Texas. Oh. The brakes will stop for sure. That's because <laughs> the no wiring problem. is a little different on those trails in Iowa. Brakes are canned, so there's no brakes on the trailer. Oh, uh, and so this gosh. is why our this is why our insurance is going through wow. the roof because it's wow. not going And so I asked him. I said, "What is your truck oh. rated rated your license and registered for to haul fourteen thousand pounds? I can haul fourteen thousand pounds. Not because your truck's registered for fourteen thousand pounds does not mean you can haul fourteen thousand pounds." <laughs> Oh, man. And so there's there's so many oh, wow. people wanting to get into this for the big bucks, as they say, big bucks, because they really don't know what the cost is. Mm. Uh, this afternoon, I'm getting fuel, three-quarter ton hot shot with a 45-foot gooseneck pulls up to the fuel line next to me. And I just, I couldn't resist, I had to ask, because it was loaded. I said, do you mind telling me what your truck is registered for overall, your gross vehicle weight? I, I don't know. I, I can mm. haul 16,000 pounds. <laughs> I can haul 16,000 pounds, uh, and I just, I just shook my head. I, I mm. you know, these guys don't know, and no. it's, this is why all of this FMCSA and these regs, all these different things, because this is what's out there on the road, guys. This is why it's so, so dangerous out there, and we, so this network, this ATI, is just a good learning block, you know. Uh, Lionel, I haven't seen Lionel or Lionel in a while. Uh, Lawrence, you know these guys. So, yeah, there's a lot of good people on here, and trying to do a lot of good and help everybody learn and get better at it, and yeah. overall make money, <laughs> <laughs> stay alive, support your family, you know, and make a living. Uh, but I currently run three trucks: one hot shot, two semis. Uh, you saw my five car uh, Friday when I was on the show with Ty. And stuff, but um, it's all about customer service. You got to have the customer service. Mm. Yeah, that's good info, man. <clears throat> yeah, that was really good. Hey, Jay, Thank I sent you. you a picture of my truck. I, I got it. Yeah, let's take a look at it here. Um, and Silver Mint, you're right. The gears are too high in that truck, it needs to be changed. What's too high? The gearing in the truck in the rear end. Oh is too high. yeah, yeah. You're. It's got a it's got a four seventy eight rear gear in it. Long. They call that long legs. Yeah. You got long legs. Well, that's not too long of a wheelbase. It's pretty long. I think. <laughs> it's two thirty three. Oh okay. But that size truck is long. I really like that Infinity. I haven't seen the Infinity. Uh, zoom out just a hair there, Jay. Yeah, this oh, yeah. is uh now this is Sue's favorite trailer. Sue loves the yes. Infinity. Mm -hmm. You need to do a time more than Sue. the Sun Country. Oh boy, I can't believe Sue said that. Yeah, <laughs> I do like the extended cab there, Carlos. That's got to be nice for you, right? Yes, it was good to sleep in. Was that hard to find? Yes, that truck I have right there, with the way it's equipped, is very hard to find. Yeah, the extra cab is really tricky. I know. Yeah, because it's got power windows, door locks. It's got a PTO on the transmission, which I don't need. Um, it's got air rides. It's got the raised roof in it, the, the flat raised roof in it, so you can stand up in the truck. Just about, I'm not that tall, so. So huh. if, are, I guess, I guess what you're saying is, over time, 
I don't maybe it won't be that long. You're gonna change out the truck for a different truck. Right. Will it be hard to unload that truck? Um I've had it up for sale for a while. Nobody's buying anything right now, so Oh, I see. Yeah. Mm. It's the market. Yeah. It's not the truck. Right, it's the market. It has you, the power me. it has the power you need, right? Uh no. Mileage. Oh. No power? So no power. Wheelbase, power. Are oh. there other issues that you know it doesn't work for this combo? Lloyd, what's the problem here? What yeah. am I missing? Because this is I now if I'm telling everybody to get this truck and it doesn't work, I gotta what's the problem? Well, what am I missing? Well, the M M two's got the smaller engine, right? but like he was saying the gearing, the gearing being an appropriate gearing for it and uh. pulling that heavy of a load. Uh, sometimes those things are just uh, designed for like thirty, thirty-five, maybe forty thousand pounds. Huh? You start, yeah, you start uh, this one's thirty-three. Sixty-seven. Wow. That's crazy. You know who likes to talk about this stuff is Joe. Where's Joe? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's, uh, here we go. Let's go to camera one. All right, Joe, crank up the volume. Um, here we go. Here comes Joe Burkari. What are we doing here? Do we have to show you running here, Jay. Uh, oh, hey, by the way, that's right. Thank you so much, Kevin. Let's not hit the wrong button on this one. Thank you so much for making Martins in the Super Chat. Happy New Year, Kevin Parada. Thank you so much for your participation recently on this channel. Um, and let's see. Joe, can you see us and hear us? Joe Bercari. Hey, what's happening? How, How are you doing? You? Good. So good. What's uh, all right? So you've been here, you've seen conversation and witnessed hijinks. What's on your mind? <laughs> uh, welcome to 2023. Let's all hope it's a better year than 2022 was. Uh, hey, how about any topics or industry news that grabbed your attention? Oh my gosh. Um, <clears throat> Well, the the one you put it, put up before on uh, on URS is really interesting, and uh, with respect to their uh, uh, their their debt funding and and that, um, you know, I, I'm not suggesting that I know anything about it. I'm you know a, a spectator just like everybody else is, I guess. Um, but it, it's interesting if you do a little research, and you take a look at uh, what happened to companies in the past who had um, similar situations with their debt structures and what happened to them, then uh, that, that could be a very, very interesting uh, article to read. Let's just say it that way. And again, I'm, I don't have any intimate knowledge of this at all. It's just as a person that's watched this industry for you know 25 plus years now, it's, that's uh, kind of a, I don't know, I would be a little I'd be a little concerned. And that, that's a huge company too. Did, so, did you, you know, find it interesting that that was a freight waves article? No, you didn't. No, no. Uh, you are they, they, that company is very large. Uh, they're they're very, I think they're the largest uh, dedicated automotive uh, relocation company in the country at this time. Whether you're talking uh, new OEM or uh, or or you know auction or any uh, any. You know, not, they're, they're the dominant player. So I, I would say, no, I'm not surprised that that's in freight waves at all. No. 
actually, um, you know, I, I was kind of chuckling at what Ty said when he said, uh, you know, how, how the receivables coming, because you know, that's, that's usually oh, things kind of go hand to hand. And when, and, and, question. and the fact Dowlett spat out 5%, I mean, see, this is where it gets really interesting. This is why I believe dispatchers can help because dispatchers are tuned into these percentages don't you hate it? Dowlett, don't you hate to see a carrier has to pay to get their money? I mean, that's not fair. I mean, I have a whole topic to say about this, you know. I mean, this is not something... I'm, I'm sure they're getting their payments on time, right? And you have an option of getting 30 days. Obviously, no one's waiting 30 days. Or you have two days, like 5%, 6%. It becomes with 2 3%. I mean, I was okay with that. Now, like five and six became a normality with a lot of big companies, RPM, like, you know, uh, United Road and so on, so on, you know. Like, Asertus. Oh, yeah. What'd you say? Assertus. See, that's the one that comes to my mind. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, so, so that's, I, I'm going to say this, uh, just a comment uh, to make there. Um Keep in mind also, you're also watching the cost of money increase because interest rates are increasing. And so, uh, you know, you got to really you. zoom out of this and, you know, know, look at kind of the broader picture. Because when you're trying to get faster pay, you know, it's because the standard contract for whoever is actually the paying user is 30 to 45 days away or sometimes longer than that. So that that's where that cost of money comes into the into the, the, the scenario, and I think that's something that's kind of, I mean, do I, I, I don't have a particular opinion on it myself. Um, you know what the percentage is. Uh, I'm I'm not sure I would be able to to tell you what Midwestern's percentages are if I were to uh, be challenged to do so at the minute. But well, this is what I I thank you, Joe, because I understand. I agree. I know the complexity. And what's, what's one of those companies that just got mentioned is going to say, yeah, well, we don't get paid for six months. Yeah. And I get that. Yeah. This is why, but we're at such thin margins already that every chicken nugget counts. Well, so something I think Lloyd hit on a lot and, you know, is something that gets repeated often on this channel is the comment of, you know, understanding the business and what it costs to do this job and, you know, pricing and rating the business so that that way you can turn a fair profit, not an egregious profit, not a gouging profit, you know, but a fair profit is is something that, you know, is really important to do. It's not enough people that really do understand in my opinion, how pricing works and, you know, the, the dynamic nature of, of, of the market. And, and that's not, that's because it's very, very complicated. You know, you, you're, especially as you get into larger fleets and how insurance works and, you know, employees and workers' compensation and, you know, all of that other stuff, that stuff, you know, it, it's not something that you, that you just pull out of your back pocket with the calculator and go, all right, well, let's see, uh, 2,500 ought to do it. That's, that's, that's not how that works anymore. This is in this world. You know, everybody, everybody's a genius with their, with the phone and a calculator anymore, you know? So, uh, you have to, you have to be able to really understand, you know, what the business takes to be able to, to make a fair, make a fair profit price accordingly, you know, and, you know, there's a lot of people out there that don't. And I, I 
it's sad because it drags things backwards. In fact, if there's one thing that I see on Facebook more often than, hey, Facebook, I'm new, it's, you know, it's someone griping about, you know, look oh. at so look at this load. It goes from, you know, you know, East Fangui to West Jabib. Who who could do this for a dollar eighty seven? Good lord! This- I have seen that one. You know, we should do. We we got to get somebody on this. We need to get like a researcher to to quantify and give us a pie chart of the types of Facebook posts. <laughs> so you've got equipment. I'm selling my equipment. Yeah. You've got the yeah. Can you believe this? Um. <laughs> then you've got. Let's see, dispatchers suck. I'm sure that's one of them. Yeah, Have yeah, you seen how much hate dispatchers get on Facebook? It's inordinate. Yeah. Is that a word? Yeah, see, I started in dispatch. I've done every discipline in the in the, the new OEM business. So my feelings, they, they were trampled and destroyed long, long, long ago. I'm immune to all <laughs> That's why things. pessimism works. That's it. Nailed it. Yeah. Uh, hey, here's what I want to do. Uh, while we're... While we're here and having fun. Okay, I'm going to copy the invite link. You know, I never, I never, I don't do live call-in shows. But I just shared the Zoom link. Oops. Wait a minute. What? A link to his webcam at home. I just, (laughs) just, exactly. I just shared the security link. (laughs) That's not the right. Come on, Jay. Come Come on, on, man. All right, there's the link. I think if you click that, I think you can join us. All of us put our suspenders on, lean forward like Larry King, and we're here. Hello. What right. Do we- <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm going to give your best Larry King. So, yeah. Well, so while we're doing that, yeah. I, wanted, I want Joe's insight on this truck. Now I'm really, just really bothered Spun with this out. whole truck deal. Joe, what's the problem here? On what? Carlos's truck. He says it doesn't have any power and it gets bad fuel mileage. Oh, I'm the wrong guy for that. Um, that that's what? Randy. Randy, where's Randy? Oh, Randy, hit the live zinc. Yeah, Randy, Randy needs to join us live. Randy, on, click Randy. the link. That's you can just call. No video, Randy. Come on. Yeah, exactly. You can. Oh, that's right. Here, let's try that too. Let's do. Um. Yeah. Do I have the full? Let's see here. Hang on. Let me get that off screen. Okay. So if come I aboard. To, Tell us what you think. Yeah. Let me put up uh, a phone number here. Okay. So Sky Holman calling too. Sky's always got a good car hauler story. Come on, Sky. And here's this is a maybe more information than you need, but uh, there's the meeting ID, the passcode, and you can hit. I think you can click that 301 number and call in. All right. So Randy's invited officially. I, that would be great. That Randy would, really would definitely cool. know. I thought Joe yeah. would, but definitely I know Randy would. No, that's Randy's domain. Well, and this is where equipment is. All, I mean, it's like the trucking law stuff. It's a whole discipline of information. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Randy really knows this stuff, too. Joe, while we got you, I've really been missing you. think about you all the time, but... Um, we're talking about the OEM stuff in the production. What do you, what is you, what are you seeing? What are you hearing out there? If you don't mind. Yeah. Um, I, I would say that optimism varies. Um, probably the conservative viewpoint is that new OEM production is going to be around 14.2 million for 2023. Uh, the, the prevailing uh, feedback that I'm getting from most of the, the manufacturers that I do business with 
is that uh, the supply chain issues that they dealt with in 2022 are more or less going to persist through 2023. Um, it, it's probably going to change, though. That is to say, you know, whereas once it was really heavily focused on chips, and then towards the tail end of this of uh, 2022, we saw it sort of drift away from chips and into like just like standard parts and you know whatever. There was one news story about uh, how in Kansas City they ran out of uh, Ford emblems, you know, for example. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot of that, and I think also too. Uh, we're seeing a lot of parts shortages as it relates to, to the trucks. And I think that you're going to start seeing uh, that impact as well. Uh, tires, lubricants, those kinds of things, oil products. Uh, we're already feeling the pinch of that to some extent on our side. I think you'll start to see more of that throughout the rest of the industry. And, and I think um, what that's going to do, I don't think anyone is ever going to not get, you know, fluid or, or oil or whatever, but the demand of it will, will, will increase. And so the cost of it will increase accordingly. Mm. Uh, I, I did an analysis fairly recently. Um, and we, we just, again, extremely high level, but uh, we're talking about pricing before. Uh, the, the analysis that I did showed that the cost of parts year over year from 2021 to, to calendar 2022 increased on average, on average, 20% which is, which is a mind boggling thing. When you take that in conjunction with uh, the delays of new parts because of the shortages, national back orders, you know, high demand of parts, especially on new OEM uh, manufacturer equipment for warranty and things like that, you know, where, you know, well, we only have 300 of them. They're all in the Western region. We'll try and ship some out to, you know, where your truck is in wherever place. At the loss production in conjunction with the, the higher expensive parts is, is going to be a real problem, a real challenge for 2023. Hmm. Man, that's, that's really cool. That's one of the things I really like about you is to take that and tear it down and make it into something that you can just said, which is really cool because <clears throat> this is another thing that people maybe don't think about all the time, right? The, the cost to keep minute. these things running. Think about for a minute, if you were to go to uh, your, 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 uh, your, your largest customer and say, um, I'm, I'm going to have to increase my cost by 20% uh, effective next, next month, you know? That, that would be, in the best case, Whoa. an extremely uncomfortable conversation. Yeah. <laughs> best <Yeah>. case. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, man. Yeah. So, hey, Jay, you want another 20 bucks on that? 25 oh, chicken nugget? Oh, man. Yeah, dude. No. And that's 20%, right. which can be gnarly because yes. that's not even fixed. Nobody likes hearing an open-ended number, let alone pulled, an increase. I pulled up to a fuel pump the other day, and I looked at the price on the pump. I was sitting there messing with the app on my phone, and I looked back at the pump, and it went up 15 cents a gallon just while I was sitting there at the pump before I ever turned it on. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Hit the button now before it goes anywhere. Wow. Exactly. Well, there is some uh, speculation that fuel's back up on the uptick. Has anybody heard that one yet or seen it? Yes. It's real. Oh, boy, here we go. Man. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know that it's going to be as <clears throat> a wild ride as it was earlier in the summer, but it's, yeah. but it, it's trending up. Dang, that's terrible. Okay, so, Joe, last time we talked, it's been a minute. I'm happy to see you, but 
we were uh, looking at trying to accumulate some more trucks, big big rigs, and we were needing drivers. Where are we at now? Uh, I think we're at 91 drivers, including owner operators. Uh, and just you know, keep on keeping on. We're continuing to hire. I mean, it's uh, we're we're pretty much our, we're in a steady state at this at this stage uh, for where we're at. So, um, you know, we're we're basically at this point as we as we bring new people aboard then it's it's for growth which has been honestly very good this market right now a lot of year-end spurts have been uh, pretty solid and we're seeing you know very promising signs at least for midwestern uh in our uh in in, in the first quarter uh, our customers uh we're fortunate to be able to say that our customers have been great business partners and they have really helped you know they've been quite steady um yeah, we've definitely felt some of the interruption I mentioned before, but we've, we've been able to stay quite busy lately. Well, it's good to hear that because I remember sitting at a finished vehicle logistics conference in Huntington Beach, California, and watching OEMs on the stage with normal other people. And they, they were actually talking about how they they wanted to be a kind of a partner. They understood the problems, the demand. And I was, I would, you know, sitting there listening to it. I'm thinking they're all full of crap, but to hear you say, no, really, they're really working with us and they're really helping us. That's a real thing. It really happened. So I'm going to have to apologize to everybody for being Dang a jerk. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, well. <clears throat> during the driver shortage article, I thought of you, Joe. Mm -hmm. it, anything to add, correct, strike? Well, you know, uh, I was just having this conversation today with somebody um, talking about uh, recruiting and, you know, um, what blows my mind today is mm -hmm. the number of, of still, let's just say less than honest, less than reputable employers that there are out there, not necessarily in the car hall space exclusively, but in general, uh, I have a lot of people that come over and apply for, for work with us, with a, a Class A CDL and all the credentials. And they'll have these horror stories about like how, you know, I'll ask a question like, well, how come you're looking to move on? You know, what, what, what is it that made you decide to move, make this, you know, make this change? Because jumping into car hauling is no small thing. You know, this is not a, not a business for the, for the week of, of heart. And Ooh. There are so many stories of people saying, yeah, well, I was working with such and such a company and, you know, they didn't pay right. They restricted my pay or you know, they told me I'd be home, every, you know, once a month. And then they sent me out into Saskatchewan and you know, all this kind of stuff. And it's like the stories that you hear of these less than honorable uh, treatment of people it really makes me wonder how much of that is tied to the driver shortage. Well, you know, if you treat people like crap, well, yeah. how long, you you know, in the internet age, how long are you think that's going to last? You know, it, I, I, I can, I can concur with the idea of 110% because here you go, my U-Haul dealership and the, the shortage of rental vehicles. Um, there's two carriers here close to me. They're reefer carriers, but I, because you can't get a rental car to go one way, then they'll come to U-Haul and they'll rent a U-Haul truck just to drive to get home. But these trucking companies rent U-Haul trucks to get these drivers to their location for orientation. Well, it's a, it's a two-way street because the drivers will work for a while and they'll quit. They'll come back to me and rent a U-Haul truck to get home. 
I had a gentleman just the other day. He they would not let him get home for Thanksgiving. They would not let him get home for Christmas. And so he finally says he parked the truck and came over and rented a truck to get home. And he hadn't been home in six weeks. Yeah. And, that. and they just, I just like, holy smokes. I hear, I hear it all the time. You know, they're, they're quitting, you know, and why? And, you know, so what Mark's saying is just Well, just but crazy. that, <clears throat> sorry, Lloyd, but that goes back to what I've seen firsthand, okay? I've, I've seen this. Midwestern car carriers, Kansas City, Missouri. You go in the corporate building. You go in the corporate office. You go in the shop. There's a culture there. And, and, and car hauling especially, Joe, 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 tell me if I'm wrong. In car hauling culture, it is paramount. If you, and this is what I love about Joe. You walk through there, everybody knows Joe. Everybody's talking to Joe. Joe's talking to everybody. This isn't, I'm up here, you're down here. This is, this is real. We all need each other and we're all going to get through this. Right, Joe? Yeah, yeah. And that, that's, I, I, the number of places that I've been and the number of things that I've seen, the successful companies are the ones that push culture first and push the, the right cultures first. And because uh, then what happens is you get lots of people who who are of a like mind and who are who share your perspective and your priorities and, you know, your your values, those common values become a really, really important thing. And uh, when when you all start out on common ground, we can have 100 different viewpoints on how to solve a problem. But because we're starting on common ground, it's going to be a much more productive discussion. So uh, it, to me, yeah, cult, culture is my yeah. most important jobs is to, is to keep, preserve, and protect and enhance the culture of the company. And, it, and yeah. you know, you, you <clears throat> that seriously, then it'll, it'll come back to you and bite you yeah. in the back end. To be treated like a, like a human being and be, re, be respected. And right, all, yeah. Uh, go a long way. Well, and I don't want to leave Randy out, by the way, or Ed, because I've seen Randy and Ed both in action. I just get to hang out with Joe quite a bit. But I've seen Randy, the drivers come in, talk to you. I mean, I'm sitting in Randy's office. We're having a conversation. Here comes drivers. Hey, yeah. Uh, so there, there's there's an understanding. And this is when I when I talk about culture, this is there, Joe understands the, the job. Joe understands I mean, Joe just said it. He's like, dude, this, this job will test everything you've got. But what, I, what I'm saying, where I'm going is, is Joe, Randy, Ed, those guys have been friends to me for over 20 years. And if you're looking to get into car hauling and you have a CDL and you've got a brain and you're not going to be dumb, I would highly recommend you talk to Joe, right? Because this is a great opportunity. Joe, what do you guys do over there? You we, train people. Uh, yeah, we, we train. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> probably uh, January we'll we'll have uh, probably two training classes throughout before the month is done. It kind of depends on how how this 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 goes. And I I usually fill training classes anywhere between four and six people in a in a, in a cycle. We've put on um, I think we I think the last time I checked we were uh, 46 drivers since the first of last year is the number of people that we've put in uh, put on uh, on our roster. And um, I'm probably going to do that again this year, probably. Wow, that's awesome. Wow. That's awesome. So if you want to learn car, and, that, and by the way, awesome. Midwestern car carriers, Kansas City, Missouri, mm -hmm. we're, we're not talking about your old ratty 
man, is that thing still going down the road? I've been there. There's video of me in a brand new Midwestern <laughs> truck, <Yeah>. okay, <laughs> pushing the button to engage the PTO and actually grinding it. I did it wrong. My bad. But this the beautiful equipment that is ready to go and a, and a, and a culture, a, a, a people group, a community that genuinely cares. So, you know, I and I do, Joe, by the way, Randy, you guys know this, but I get calls and somebody's kind of on the edge. I'm like, hey, let's go. Let's go drive. Let's learn what we're doing. And and there's people that will really care about you and really help you. And right here it is. So that's one of the things I really appreciate about you guys. We love you. We love you, Ty. We love when you come by. <laughs> I'll be up next week, okay? We'll go do uh, – what's that place we go, the barbecue place? Oh, I'll take you to a different one. We'll go find some okay. hole. I love it. Okay. All right. Well, plan on it uh, early next week. That'll be good. I'm jealous already. Hey, Jay, you can come. What? I'll come by and pick you up. Sure, oh, buddy. Oh, man. Let's coordinate it. That sounds awesome. All right. Let's Deal. Do that. It's on. I'll make See? it happen. That's happening. Monday. All right. Monday? Why check not? my calendar monday oh look at jay well, monday oh, monday is the ninth yeah monday noon monday. we're coming to get you joe Dude, jay and i it's awesome on. i love take it take that everybody live idea. business meeting well we didn't Dude, ask joe if he's available right. <laughs> we can and we can swing by we can swing by atlanta or no what is <laughs> we'll swing by little rock we'll go grab grab lloyd um uh, oh here we go jacob is in the live chat what's joe's company Midwestern Joe? Car Carriers. Midwestern Car Carriers. www.mwcci.com. Mwccci.com. Let me grab that link. Mwccci.com. Is there a contact link on your site? Yeah. When you go to the uh, site, it'll take you straight to the uh, straight okay, to yeah, there's the contact, applications page. Contact Mwcci. Fill out a form. Awesome. Shoot. I'm over here. You know what? What am I? Why am I off camera doing all that? Here, let's bring that. There you go, Randy. Mm. Live on ATI. Mm. There it is. Oh, MWCCI. Let's get rid of that top black bar. You can go to. I'm going to share this link in the live chat. That's Asking a good Shall deliver MWCCI.com. And that is the page that I'm looking at right now. So awesome. Jump, jump, jump over to the home page. Okay, let's go to the home page. Okay, and then get you can X that out on the bottom right, I think. Oh, no, that'll take you. Oh, to I get... just clicked it. Okay. So, all right, no, that's, here it is. Okay. Yeah. That's, that, that's there's the a, truck. Those are, I think that might actually be the truck that you were messing with, Ty. Yep. Yep. Oh, the chop. That's what you guys want. So, anybody that saw the first picture, like, I'm not driving a Volvo. Don't worry. We got Peterbilt's, guys, and they are nice. Automatic, too. Automatics. I have a couple. Automatic. I, Teens floating around, but mostly automatics. Yeah, which it works out. And Peterbilt, every every real super trucker always wants a Peterbilt. And there you go, right there, eighty foot Peterbilt. What do you call that now? Is that the three eighty nine or what? They change it again? Uh, I'm not sure which one that is. I think that's, that's a Randy question. Yeah, again, that's a Randy question. Our day cabs and our, our sleepers are different wheelbase, so that's a drop top with an 80, 80 foot truck package trailer. Eighty foot. 80 foot. Everybody know what 80 foot truck package means? 
Joe, tell us what 80 foot truck package means. It means you can get a lot of trucks on. Go ahead. 80 foot is the overall length nose to tail of the truck. Uh, with the new regulations in 2015, we were able to go from 75 to 80 feet. And then um, the truck package is the top and bottom rear. It's a little hard to see from this picture, but uh, there's a sliding uh, ramp on the tail. This is a control feature that allows you to cradle the decking over the top of the cab on the bottom, which allows you to stack a pickup truck over top of a pickup truck on the tail and get under legal height. So mm. that's how we can stack two F-150s on top of each other on, uh, on, on this picture. And still under, what is it, 13.6? 13? Uh, yeah, it, that, that, that little, mm. little halt a little higher than that because it's going somewhere uh, that's a 14-foot state. But uh, yeah, but yeah that, that's the point is to get down to 13.6 if you need to. So... Let me ask you this. I, I know I've seen it, but <clears throat> the, okay, if you guys are looking at this and you're on the very back end, there's two trucks, one on the bottom, one the white one on the bottom, gray one on the top. The truck, the gray truck on the top, if, if I'm right, there's uh, the, the, the ramps that you drive that truck on. You can pull them out, scoot them to the side, and you can drop that entire deck down where literally the deck is above the truck. Is that right, Joe? Did I yes, say that right? That's right. Yeah, really cool. So anybody interested in doing um, this, not only do you get amazing equipment, but you get amazing people. And you got a lot of work, which yeah, is scroll, really cool. Scroll down a little bit more, Jay. I think I put a couple of other pic truck pictures on that front page. Ooh, look at that. So just, uh, you know, we just fun stuff, things that we <laughs> Those that, that we've taken over the years. <laughs> Look wow. at the cab over, Jay. That's that's Randy Walls right there, guaranteed. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. <laughs> Those the old Renault? Can't tell. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think they are Renaults. Yeah. Yeah. So nice. a couple other pictures. If you float around on the page and bounce around the website, you can. We've got all kind of pictures of uh, of our equipment and you know just odds and ends that we've things that we do. Oh, wait, Jay, scroll back up. Slow down. Scroll back up right there. Hold on. Kia, Ford, Hyundai, Stellantis, Globus, GM. Did you know Globus bought an auction, Joe? I, I, I heard that for the first time today on the yeah. on, um, on the, the news segment. I, I did not know that. You knew they bought a transport. They ate, what is it, like 80% uh, ownership in a transport company as well here in the yeah, States? Yeah, they, they, they've had... Um, They've had a, a car haul company that they were kind of a, a player with. Buddies with. Time. Yeah. So that's not, yeah, that's not surprising. Hey, well, they, this is way off topic. Sorry, sorry. I just have to say this, but Toyota, have you guys been, anybody following Toyota right now? No? Not, not, okay. I, I, I don't, I've been watching uh, some of their sales reports recently because they're, they're, uh, they're showing some declines, which is very uncharacteristic of them. Yeah. Well, my opinion is because they're going against the EV grain. And I just said that out loud live. But um, that may not be the real answer because I live in tinfoil conspiracy land most of the time. <laughs> just kidding. No, that, uh, the, yeah, go ahead. Are you somewhere on social media? I think people will be very interested in, you know, in following you and getting some opinions because, I mean, I'm listening for you. I'm first time I meet you. Uh, I'm listening for you, and it's been very pleasant, you know, to to, to hear someone 
who's really in the industry, you know, and you can share a lot of uh, insights and thoughts. So. Well, I keep telling him he needs to do more TikToks. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm kidding. I want to see you dancing. Let's yeah. try that again. No, seriously, like, right, he should <laughs> dance. But, like, a, there have you seen, I don't know if you've seen this. I know that sounds ridiculous. I'm just hearing it for the first time. But uh, there are more car hauling TikToks than ever before now. There's a few mm. out there. There's some brokers. I'm mm. not following closely, but it, think of it this way. Dowlett, what 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 types of things could Ty talk about in 10 seconds on a TikTok that might, you know, benefit? I mean, uh, even sharing the news, like from the industry, or giving some opinion on some, like, you know, the news, news feeds, from his standpoint, you know, from his knowledge and experience, uh, it, which is going to be like, for me would be something great relevant, idea. You know? Like, did you hear that? And then he dan- and then he does then he does a dance. <laughs> Come on, Joe. <laughs> you got it. Amazing. Well, so Joe, uh, we. I'm just curious. You, you kind of mentioned a couple of things. 2023. Hope 2023 is better than 2022. So, I'm an optimist. I know you are as well. Just give us your 2023 forecast, if you would. My 2023 forecast. Joe. Um, Joe Bukari. Um, and you can break this into quarters, halves, <laughs> months, thirds. Uh, you know, these, yeah. are, these are all, these are all, you know, done, done, done. And you can sing Darth Vader songs. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Imperial March follows me wherever I go. Uh, the, the thing that I would say, um, uh, I think that the business will remain as competitive as it is. I see uh, rates and pricing uh, probably becoming uh, more favorable to the carriers in 2023 than they were in 2022. And I think that some of that is because is going to be because um, I, I think that capacity, while it is while it remains constrained, um, those who try to resist the, uh, the 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 market for the last year are going to at some point have no choice. So I think that pricing leverage is going to move in the favor of the carriers going into 2023. Yeah. Um, I think that I, I do not say this because I wish ill of any carrier or any party, but I think that we are going to see a shift in the carrier landscape in 2023. Yeah. Um, I think we're kind of overdue for a big correction. Yeah. And you know, uh, 2022 and 2021, you saw that kind of with, you know, the carriers that succumbed to the COVID situation. And so that it it made some things, you know, made a lot of carriers rethink their operations, uh, rethink the, you know, their, their overall strategies. And, you know, there was some changing of hands of business. Some companies were big victors and some companies not so big victors as a result of it. I think you'll see a little bit uh, something kind of like that in 2023, um, and it and that's not necessarily bad. Like again, not not to say that some carrier dies and that's the end of it. Although you know certainly that could happen. We just talked a little bit about you know debt earlier in the program, 
Um, although I don't see that happening with that particular carrier, but I think that um, you know there 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 will be some changes in this in decision making uh, in 2023. That you know here here's a here's a, a way to look at this, and you kind of have to you can't look at look at a one year thing and be like oh yeah these are all the you kind of have to look at the last four or five years and see what yeah. what what the trends are leading to and what's the most likely outcome you know in the next 12 months is the is the way that i would look at it and um you know a lot of carriers have rethought the way that they do business they have mm-hmm. what their core business needs to be or what or what core business that they have that makes them the best possible return and those decisions you know it's it's like a gorilla in you know in a in a in a kiddie pool, they 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 sort of can't help but have ripple effects happen to all, all everybody else in the ecosystem to use Jay's favorite word. So uh, I think that there is going to be a shift in the carrier yeah. land going into 2023, and I think that that, that includes probably new OEM will be the single biggest uh, impact, but that ripple effect will spill over into. Yeah smaller independent carriers and such like that. Um, I think that uh, we are going to continue to see a substantial amount of impact from the brokerage companies. I just don't see them going away. Uh, the, the manufacturers have all indicated that they are going to move to a more transit focused business model. Um, that's, that is an across the board feeling. Uh, they, they have said this in conferences, in news articles, you know, they're all pointing in that direction. And uh, for whatever reason, for good or for ill, they've decided that brokerage is going to fill in the gap that the fleets can't pop, you know, can't keep up with. I personally, I heard Dalit before say uh, some some discussion about being a, you know, dispatch versus a broker. And I'm gonna kind of take that a step further and say a fleet versus a, a broker, you know, a brokerage, you know, um, there's a balancing act to be had here. If you're a, if you're a, a brokerage, it does become very difficult to, um, to guarantee service because in order for you to do so with no assets of your own, the only recourse you have is to throw money at the problem. And that doesn't always work. So I see that the companies that are able to be nimble with their fleet and brokerage models will be the most successful and that's just not just 2023 i think overall that's and i 100 percent agree with that and i can add the point that i was um getting my dispatching and brokering when i had some like one aha moment when i got uh, that the idea that if you can become a broker right i mean big enough broker to get big jobs then you have to have the fleet right but from my understanding i mean i don't want to have a fleet i mean that's that's a job that i don't want to deal with but i can be a dispatching service for let's say a fleet right so that's pretty much you still kind of connecting the brokering part and the fleets with just by being dispatcher and a broker and because I, I I totally agree with you that you know you, you cannot just guarantee the hundred percent job if you're only the broker you cannot take a big jobs you know you can go smaller you can go like you know corporations or uh, you know like, uh, personal POV cars uh, but holding something big and in a big amounts it's it takes a fleet for sure 
Well, you you have so there's a there's a space for that that business model. It doesn't necessarily you know you, you see what I'm saying like when where, where service is less of a focus and volume is more of a focus, then fleets can, then, then brokerage can still be very effective because you know they you know they're bidding on mass mass quantities. They're not concerned about like you know this one vehicle, that one vehicle, that one, you know in, into all these 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 other places. That's where the fleet comes in. You know, having that allows you to service those areas, um, you know, in-house and guarantees that you're able to, to support those needs. I think that the, the customers are leaning more towards a, uh, a single sale uh, type concept. You know, Ford has had numerous, numerous uh, discussions about this, about how, you know, dealerships, we're going to go to this model, get on board or else basically mm -hmm. and um general motors did something very very similar with they said they said buick dealerships you're going to be electrified period you will be electrified get ready for that <laughs> you don't like it which is why we saw in the news last week a third of buick dealerships <clears throat> said here's your dealership back yeah yeah so, so there's a lot of very interesting things happening on the sales side of the house and you have to pay attention to that on the service side because we ultimately our business supports that sales side you know in one way or another mm -hmm. you know we're going to ultimately feel the impact of that sales side well, down, down the food chain and and are we then we're hearing it, like an OEM then is going with several large brokers to satisfy the transportation mm -hmm. need and in that case, as a large broker, is this a is this a delicate balance where you don't want to bully around the fleets because those are the companies that move. Yeah, vehicles. you can't. You need them. You need yeah. Them. How do you manage all that? Oh, carefully. Yeah. <laughs> are they all doing? Like how it. are they doing with that? No comment. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's gotta be interesting, but there, but it's some of these large brokerages that are are really breaking major ground with these OEMs, fleet management companies, yeah. nationwide dealer rooftops. I mean, shoot, Ty, I think they bought half of the food that we ate. Yeah, at the they did, this and year. they do. But what? Go ahead. Somebody was getting ready to say something. I was I was going to say the, the only comment that I would make is, and, and I'm pretty sure everybody here would, would probably uh, support this. This is one of my favorite people in the world said this uh, once years, many, but she's 15 years ago now. How old am I? But um, that uh, car haul companies need to be run by car haul people. And, you know, you know, those people that are, are in this infrastructure, again, your word, Jay, uh, that are in our ecosystem, people that are are you know within our business that have have cut their teeth on 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 you know how this business works, you know live and thrive upon it, learn from it, and all that. Those are the people who tend who tend to succeed, who see that that bigger picture and see under understand how it's all going to you know come together. Mm. Well, I think these big brokers are getting into the industry. Uh, Joe's right on on T on Q here because. I mean, you take a good salesman, you walk into the office, you know, the big decision makers say, hey, yeah, we can move your fleet before you move your cars. But when you don't have the personnel to do it, you know, you can talk the talk, but you can't walk the walk, but they won't, they won't be doing it long. I mean, but all of you, I mean, me, to, you know, 
you look at these car carriages you see going down the road, and I saw one today where the vehicles were touching one another. Mm. And it's just, it's just disappointing. I mean, really, if you look closely, when you see them going down the road, they are. They're touching or they're bumping into one another. And so oh. they're only going to be doing it for so long. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Because Joe's right. You know, you've got to know what you're doing to keep the customer happy. And uh, uh, just the one thing I want to add about the driver shortage, I don't think there is a driver shortage. You know, you look at the number of people who hold a CDL in this country, there's plenty mm-hmm. of drivers with a CDL, but they get tired of being mistreated, as we talked about. But they talk about, you know, making eighty, ninety, a hundred thousand dollars a year. But yes, you make a hundred thousand dollars a year. However, you're working seventy hours a week. Yeah. Break that down hourly. You know, seventy hours a week, and we. You know, you're not getting paid to sit, you're not getting paid to wait, you're waiting to get loaded or unloaded four or five, six hours, that kind of thing there. So it's, there's a big turnover, you know, people just I, don't look, do it. Lloyd, I think there is a, a driver shortage, but I think that it, that that whatever that shortage is, its effect is tripled by that unscrupulous behavior that you're describing, that you're describing. Mm-hmm. I, I think the impact of it is substantially felt more because of that. And, you know, there could be a case to be made, and you might, I, I think you're kind of saying this, that, you know, people come into the business and then two years later they leave the business because they're mm-hmm. like, the hell with this crap, I'll go. Well, being mistreated, yes, you know, but here again, back to the culture, okay, yeah. good, reputable trucking companies, you know, you look at TMC and Maverick, you know, good, good, reputable companies, got a good culture, good equipment, and everything. I know of a company out in Utah that their lowest truck driver on their roster is 27 years. Mm. What kind of a trucking company does it take to keep wow. their people that long? Okay, mm. it's extremely hard. I mean, <laughs> almost impossible to get on with that company, but they have got such a reputation how they treat their <clears throat> drivers. 27 years is their lowest man on the totem pole. That's good. I don't know about anybody else here, but I really enjoy hearing, you know, Dillette, broker, dispatcher, Carlos out there running it, Lloyd and Joe bringing it up with what he's seeing. And I I think the beautiful thing for me in watching this is I've, I'm sitting here just dumbfounded. Like I'm learning from Joe, I'm learning from Carlos, I'm learning from Lloyd Dillette. And where else do you find this? I mean, this, this is, this is what I get excited about because if you're going to get in this business, you need to really understand this isn't just fun and games, right? There's plenty of opportunity. And Joe, Joe said it, I've said it, Jason, we've all said it. There's plenty of opportunity, but it's not a walk in the park, right? But because of you've got a community of people, there's this ability to navigate through these difficult things and to make a better life for you, your family, and anybody that wants to work for you if you decide to scale the business. So I always appreciate having you guys on and hearing your stories and what you're doing. And Jay, I really appreciate you putting this channel together. Thank you. Man, thank you very much. And you put the show together. You put this group together tonight. I mean... I appreciate your help, show after show yeah. after show, and and um, yeah, I appreciate everybody here taking the time to join us, and 
Like, you know, before the show started, I was thinking, you know, what I think what I really like is that we kind of know what we're getting into every Tuesday night. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Hey, yeah. I, I have a question. I, can I toss a hand? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is this is for, for the carriers here. You know, well, for everyone who's not me. What's the what's everyone's viewpoint on the the last let's say uh the most recent uh trends in insurance hmm. what, what does your insurance look like going into this year versus last year are you guys honest, things to change honest, yeah. I'm, I'm scared to death i'm afraid it might put me out of business oh and i, I well you know the insurance company my daughter she works for an insurance company she sends the adjusters out to do claims and the insurance companies are going to recoup their costs one way or another. They're not they're not going broke. But if you look at all the pileups, the truck wrecks that we've had this this winter season. But if you look at all these claims going on in the car industry, like I said earlier, you got car carrier marked on your authority. The insurance company knows you're hauling cars because of all these damaged vehicles and stuff. I'm scared to death. I'm shopping around right now trying to get ready for my renewal in February, and I. Yeah, I, I'm not going to make any business decisions as far as equipment, drivers, anything like that, until I find out what my insurance is going to be come February. Carlos, what about you? Yeah, I don't renew till uh, June or July, so but I'm not looking forward to that either. Um, my insurance is fairly low. When I tell people how much I pay a month, they be like, huh? Because I don't pay over $1,000 a month for my insurance. Wow. And I had carried over 250,000, I said 250,000 worth of cargo coverage also. Um, I don't have a lot of, I'm a careful driver, so I don't get tickets and all that stuff. I don't get put out of service, none of that stuff. So, yeah. but it doesn't matter. Like, like the other gentleman just said, they're going to pass the cost off to us because their costs are getting higher. So this is going to make us pay, feel the pain. I, That's you. That, just, that just blows me away. I mean, Carl, I hear that. How? How do you get insurance so cheap? And uh, Because I hear again, I've got good CVSA scores, nothing on my record. I'm clean, clean, clean. I will hunt down a DOT man to give me an inspection. <laughs> okay, I want that CVSA score. I want that sticker on my rigs. All right. But I'm $7,000 a month. Yeah, you got multiple trucks, right? I got three trucks. Yeah, I only have still, one. There was the one truck and $1,000? How in the heck? Under 1000 yes. Uh, I've been driving CDL wow. since 2002. <laughs> is it the area? What is the deal? Uh, no, I live in Charlotte. What about on Ohio. what? Yeah, but what about on big fleets, Joe? Yeah, so things get more complicated when you add more trucks because your deductibles can change and, and that kind of thing. So it's not really apples to apples for me to say, oh, this is my cost per, per asset and all that other stuff. What I will say is that... Um, your loss runs matter a lot. And if anyone that's renewed insurance knows that the, the, the single most agonizingly long process of insurance renewal is going through the loss runs and you know explaining whatever's on there that the insurance company don't like. And sometimes they'll come up with stuff you're like, what are you looking at that for? Like that didn't even mean anything. <laughs> 
but, it, uh, but it does, it's, it's agonizing. Yeah, yeah. And I, I have zero loss. I want to know what your what were the payouts, you know, and I have zero, zero payout, zero loss. And yet here I'm still worried about an increase. Yeah, I, we, we have, uh, we have, we were praised by our, uh, our carrier for our CSA scores and for, uh, we have a lot of safety programs, you know, um, we talked about culture before that's a part of culture safety is a huge part of culture you know and so that's a that we have a lot of those things going on and we and we get constantly they say wow you guys are really like man you're you're, you're not just talking the talk you're walking the walk and all that all those fancy little like you know idiosyncrasies and yet <laughs> and yet uh, then they, they come back with the quote and you're like, I thought we were talking the walk or whatever, <laughs> what the, you know, what walk are they going on? Cause I'm over here. But anyway, yeah, it is no fun. I have, I've had 11 inspections in one year. I mean, there's only 12 months in a year. So how do right. you get 11 inspections? Yeah, well, Hey, listen, my, my hat's off to you. If your loss runs are looking that good, where, where your rates are, are like that, you must be doing something right. Keep doing it. Yeah, and I also have freight on my insurance. Also, that lowered my insurance, believe it or not. Right. So I, I know a gentleman last year, he, he shut his trucks down because his insurance increased 300%. And uh, so he said, nope, that's it, he's done. And I there's another YouTuber, I don't know if you've seen him or not, but he had 17 trucks, made a million dollars in one quarter, and he shut his whole business down. Who, 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 who yep. was TP. that? That was TP. Was it? Yep. Yep. Oh, was TP. I thought yeah. he had other problems, though. It wasn't well, just... I, I, I think, you know, yeah, he had a lot of claims and stuff, but he said his insurance jumped up to 35000 a month. And so he threw in the towel. And, uh, but yeah, I think there was a lot of out-of-service claims on his part. But still, I mean, like I said. Yeah, but he was there. also using, well, we I think we went through that. He was doing, like, rental trucks. And yeah. then he had other cost structures that weren't working out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. But still, $35,000 a yeah, month. Yeah, you know, that's, is, oh. That would make you sick, wouldn't it? Here's someone here. He says he's making a million dollars a quarter, but yet thirty-five thousand a month to put him out of business. He he, he may make a million in revenue, but it's not what you make; it's what you keep. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Here again, back to that cost. What's it cost to do business? Dalla, do you have that that same problem or no? I don't deal with insurance directly because I mean I have clients of mine. My clients are carriers, right? So, I mean, I, I, I know their rates and I know for the last two, two of my clients, they had pretty good rates as well. I mean, uh, Carlos was telling about, you know, uh, lower than thousand. It's kind of surprising for me, but one of the carriers they have, I think something around 12, 1300 for the last three, four years, they're pretty constant, but I'm sure this year is going to be a little different with all this inflation for last year. You know, everything is getting increased in the price. So I'm sure it's going to be more expensive. I don't. I don't personally deal with that, but I. But, I it kind of touches me, you know, because for me, well, it's very important that my clients has you know pretty good conditions and everything, including insurance as well. As a dispatcher, yeah. you learn over time how important these factors are when you come back with loads that you're looking at, and then they start naming all the expenses, right? And you add that to your carrier profile. But it is. So it is. It's an. It's an, It's interesting. It's not the same you know, staring at the abyss that Lloyd mentions, but it sure does affect the loads and the runs that you're trying to put together because then you start to realize, oh, wow, okay. I'm not going to look at that anymore because I'm going to get the speech. You know the speech. 
I, I will. I will expand a little bit more. When I say my insurance, I, I, I'm covered up the yin yang. Like Carlos, when you were broke right. down, how many days? Did, how many days did you sat in that rest area when your motor went out? Four days, five days? Uh, a week. A week. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, but I, I mean, that's not so, funny. No, well, my insurance yeah, company. Yeah, I'm, I'm insured to where okay, yeah, they had to send a tow truck out to get me. My insurance covers that. You know, they put me in a rental car. It's all a part of my insurance policy, rather than you know, but. Yeah, you know, just I don't want to have to sit and here again because doing business, being a small business, I got to get my customers' vehicles delivered. Right. So yeah, so I'm insured up the yin yang, but yeah, it's still a big cost. That's an insurance company, isn't it? Insurance up the yin yang. I've heard of them. I'm gonna call them. <laughs> yeah, but see, here's it. This is what's funny, and Joe, 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 probably back now. Yeah, all you guys will, I'm sure. But this is why I like ATI because here's the here's the reality of it. I think we're getting 2023. My prediction is good luck finding an independent owner operator, right? That's the guy that say Duelette deals with, <clears throat> or, you know, it's a Carlos, it's a Lloyd, it's a Ty, it's a Jay. And so I'm sitting in these committee meetings and I've, I've said it a hundred times. Everybody knows it. I'm like, you guys, they're worried about EV. How are we going to haul EVs? Remember that? Yeah. Yep. I'm like, I think you have a bigger problem than worrying about how you're going to get an EV moved. Maybe on the OEM side, OEM side, that might be a great conversation, but we're at an auction conference. These are used cars. If you think you have trouble getting your car picked up at a repo yard and delivered in seven days, you ain't seen nothing yet. And I mean nothing for 2023. This is what I'm. And everybody's like, "Boo!" <laughs> they kick me out, <laughs> just like they kick me out of the transport parking lot. They're like, "Get out of here!" <laughs> but no, I, I think, you know, you talk about insurance, you talk about fuel, you talk about knowing the industry, you talk about knowing your business, pricing, what's it cost you to run, all these things that are really important that we talk about on ATI on a regular basis. This, to me, is the differentiating factor right here. <clears throat> for 2023 i i mean you're never going to get rid of that guy but you are going to build a community of people that maybe don't completely understand but they're connected enough to get the right answer to get the right idea to build a business that will last that's what i'm after right there well i again it's funny you bring that up i a group auto group the other day they made the decision they have have to use a drive-away company to do a lot of their stuff as well but their driveway company and the, the auto group made the decision here two weeks ago that they will no longer do any driveaways as far as the evs so he mm. contacted me lloyd would you be able to take care of our ev business as far as these used like you say trade-ins that kind of thing there because the driveway company is sick and tired of having to stop and get these things charged and deal with things like that and so okay lloyd can you transport these EVs because our driveway company says they're not going to do it anymore. So it, it's an issue. You're right. Yeah, the, the problems change, I think. Um, you know, with when you go from combustion to EV, and I studied a lot about EVs and the transition in the new OEM space. And that's actually Jay's fault because he asked me to do a show on EV. So I kind of went down this rabbit hole, never really came out of it but um the what i'm kind of where i'm at right now i think is that 
uh, and, and I, I stand by the statement that I made, you know, how, what, God, it's been probably a year and a half ago now. Uh, the EVs are coming. They're going to be part of this equation somehow or another. They're going to be part of, 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 of new car sales. Uh, you, you know, many people will not like it and it won't matter because they'll be there anyways. Um, but you're crazy not to try and capitalize on it. You know, there, there, there's money yeah. to be made if you know what you're doing. If you, you know, read the market and, and see what it's going to do. And, you know, Lloyd, what you just said is a classic example of, you know, here's a way for you to capitalize, fill some miles on your equipment or put together some shuttles or some kind of thing that somebody else, you know, just doesn't want to do for whatever reason of risk. Well, now your capacity and your skills just became a whole lot more valuable. So to me, read the market, you know, look at what it's telling you. And, you know, if you're smart and if you're in the right places at the right time, you can make a dollar at it. And there's nothing wrong with that. So, yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, guys, I don't know about anybody else, but I have thoroughly enjoyed every minute of this. Thank you. Thank you, Joe, Carlos, Lloyd, Dulat. Nice to meet you, by the way. Thank you, Jay and Ty, all of you. Um, I want to just, last thing here, I always call this a network here with ATI, what you guys do. Um, I mentioned this back when Carlos broke down again. I just want to expand. Jay, Ty, all of you, anytime you have anybody in Arkansas, if they have a breakdown issue, they need help, I can be anywhere in the state of Arkansas in three hours. And so take my name, take mm. my number. If you have a truck or a driver or anybody that needs help, needs assistance, call me and then I'll do my damnedest to help you out any way I can. Uh, I know how I know what it's like to be out there and be broke down. Um, even Carlos, I felt really bad when you were <laughs> sitting in that rest area, man. I that man. I was closer. I was closer. I'd have come and got your trailer, you know, and get you out of there. But uh, what's the best number to call you, Lloyd? Uh, 501-664-7465. What was uh, the last four again? Seven four six five. 501-664-7465. Just created a new uh, trouble in Arkansas. Call Lloyd. It's just River City Services. I I, I like helping my fellow man, and here again, my it's really nice fellow car owners, guys. But I appreciate everything you guys do. That is super awesome. Well, and you know, and we were we're still sympathetic to. uh, I mean, you were live and got hit in the parking. (laughs) It's funny that we're talking about parking in the industry news. Like, like parking is a real problem. Live. Boy, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I'll let my insurance company deal with that now. So, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, it comes so, full circle, is not it? Well, and that's and Joe. The, the insurance company—they got the lawyers. Hey, our lawyers will take care of it. Joe, you don't worry about it. Well, good. I get something for my damn money I spend. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you're paying them for. You're sure you're, you're paying else. for lawyers. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. That's great, Carlos. Good to see you, buddy. We Jay and I talk about you all the time, man. We really yeah, appreciate we you. We do. A lot. We appreciate you very much. Thanks for the update. And I give your number out, boy. I give my number out tonight. Yeah, give it out. Throw it out there, Carlos. Yeah. What is it? I don't know about her. I just give. It, I know it's in my phone. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Oh, my phone number. Okay. Oh, I oh, you oh, oh, oh yeah. Number. All right. Here we yeah. go. <laughs> this
This one's for Carlos. Call Ty at 417-483-2764. Got trouble in North Carolina? Just call or text Ty. He'll be right over. <laughs> now you call me in North hey. Carolina if I'm available. I come get you. I, I had to go hey. to my friend the other day from Savannah. You may hey, not have watched. Carlos I know Carlos. Yeah. I know Carlos saw this, but Christmas Eve, ten fourteen p.m. I get a phone call. Joe, some guy trying to figure out. He thinks I'm ready. Logistics. I answer oh. my phone <laughs> at ten fourteen p.m. Christmas Eve. This guy's stressed out of his mind trying to get a hold of ready logistics that really that happened. sounds wow but anyway that's what <laughs> happens like when a hallmark movie. good move carlos don't do that <laughs> <laughs> wow. all right guys thank you very much <clears throat> thank, thank you all yeah, okay. good night. and that, it's now time for more <clears throat> pheasant hunting happy let's new go year, pheasant hunting. good let's job go pheasant hunting. happy new year we'll 2023 Barbecue. Yeah, Monday. Barbecue. Yeah. Thanks, right, guys. Cool. Thank you all so very much. We really do appreciate it. Another round of applause for all of our guests. Thanks, Bellette, Carlos, Lloyd, Joe. Thank you very much. Good night, guys. Thank all you. Right. Have a good night. Thank you. Thank Have you a good night. All right, cool. This has been Auto Logistics. What is it? Unfiltered. Yes, Auto Logistics Unfiltered. Um, and let's go ahead. I'll just officially end it. Thanks, guys, so much. Uh, let them go. Thanks for jumping in the live chat. Thank you so much again to all of our participation tonight. We didn't have any live calls. Doesn't bother me any. That's why I was, you know, trying to put a show together. If you if you rely, listen, <laughs> I learned this a long time ago. I mean, decades ago. If you rely on random, hey man, this applies to car hauling business. If you rely on random, random is what you'll get. So you've got to plan things, right? I plan the shows. You need to plan, you know, plan your loads, plan who you think you're working for. All right, I'm not going to get too preachy on it, but you see what I'm saying. Um, hey, Jacob, thanks very much. Thanks for all the participation in the live chat. Everybody, I mean, Randy and Jay and Kevin and, uh, man, on and on it goes. There was a lot of participation. Chris Chamberlain, Kevin Parada. Um, oh, Super Dispatch got in there and... Um, Ron was in there earlier, and so was John Larrick. And and mean meanwhile, Keenan uh, Keenan Allen was blowing up the uh, likes on LinkedIn. And so, no matter where you are on social media, we're on our, the channels on YouTube, and then we do a lot of social media on LinkedIn. We also do a little bit of hey Facebook. We do some of that Instagram, Twitter, um, email, text. Not so much faxing anymore, but, it, you know, dealers, carriers, brokers, dispatchers, drivers, owners, tech companies, everybody's welcome on ATI and uh, really do appreciate the participation. If you got an idea for a show, feel free to send me an email, send in the news, send me an article, send me a photo of a truck. And yeah, you're right, Chris, let's get that equipment show together. That's a great idea. Um... Yep, we're back in the swing of things, so we got some more shows lined up. Next Tuesday night is Get Nexar. Learn more about Nexar. Um, we're talking about camera, software, and more. Um, so if you're looking for a good uh, digital camera solution to keep an eye on things, you're going to want to watch next Tuesday's show, Get Nexar. Um, let's see. We've also got, oh, NADA Energy is coming up because NADA show is coming up and uh and then we already got some 
shows filling in on in February. So, Chris, let me know on that equipment show idea who should be on the show and what equipment you know who should we who should we talk to? What should we talk about? Try to help me put together that show. That'd be great. We should have a meeting with actually we should set up a let's see Ty, Chris, Jay. We need to get Ben Booth in there. If you want, if you're interested in the participating in the equipment show or another show, let me know. Send me an email, autotransportintel at gmail.com. And again, thank you to Rapid Recon, Superflow Systems, McAllister's Transportation Group, Ship Your Car Now, and obviously to the Super Chats in here tonight with uh, Superflow Systems, NYC Traffic Inc., Kevin Parada, Chris Chamberlain. Thank you all so very much for your help and participation in this channel. We got a lot of great stuff to do this year, so we do need your help. So thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And that's it. We'll see you next Tuesday night. Don't forget to join us on Thursday, Dispatching Live. If you think this show's fun, tune in at noon Central Time on Thursday. And a little birdie told me that Central Dispatch might be listening, which is cool. That's awesome. So if you do you want to tell Central Dispatch something about the load board, about the rating system, or... I don't know. Let them know. Join us on Thursdays. Put it in the live chat. They might get the message. And then Friday, uh, Bob Grill of Car Facts with his podcast, Just the Facts. He's going to join us on Cars of the Move. Thank you all so much. Have a good night. Stay safe. Stay warm. Oh, it's getting warmer. That's nice. So let us know. But let us know if there's something we need to know to tell everybody else in the industry. Send in the news. Thank you so much. Here comes the car hauler. I'm Jay. I'll see you soon. Thanks. Thanks.